Hello, punters. Welcome back to The One One. This is episode 169 of your WA Racing Podcast. BJ Ryan is here, and alongside me is the one. It's the only Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. Good morning, BJ. Good afternoon. Good morning. It's, it's great to be back. It is, isn't it? It's great to see you. It's great to be Where you been? Squad. Where you been? I've been here, there, and everywhere, yeah. mate. Just, um, yeah, just taking it one race at a time. So, um, yeah, I've just been planning on how to spend my Valley of Queens money <laughs> the last at Bunbury yesterday for the last few hours. So I just turned it off straight after the race, one by a long head, I'm presuming. Um, but, no, I'm uh, very excited. So you're, all, the you're all, pinnacles. Up, all up your feuding money into Valley of Queens mm, yesterday. Very good. Yeah, very good. good. That was, yeah. Now, Terry, did you know this is our first show since May? That's under a minute. I've been upset for us. <laughs> That's impressive stuff. This is our first show since May 25. Yeah. So a lot has happened over the best part of the last six months. Yeah. I've matured a lot in that time as well. <laughs> I'm sure the, the listeners mm. will, will appreciate that as the more podcast. Level, more level-headed. Yeah. Rarely angry, rarely upset after a race. No doubt. Yeah, it's never anyone's fault but mine these days. So, Well, first and foremost, 1-1-HQ is no longer. No. No, no, spotty, um, yeah, one too many steamers out the back, <laughs> so we had to- Got you kicked out? We had to move on, so yeah, yeah. no, we're uh, yeah, no longer uh, living the, the life on the water. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> it's a bit of a sore spot. I wasn't expecting this. Um, That's the third time you've been upset in the first yeah. uh, first two minutes. So but it's, it's lovely to be at Ascot Racecourse. It, it is. Stone motherless. It's yeah. Uh, yeah, a little bit quieter and a little bit more sober than I uh, probably am usually when I'm in this room, but uh, I am I'm ready. For the okay. pinnacles. So I am ready. Betfair is out. For the small rocks. Betfair is out, and it's our pleasure to welcome aboard our new major sponsor, Perth Racing. Mm. Giddy up. They obviously haven't listened, have they? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. They've, uh, they've, guys, do, your, do your research. <laughs> so the old West Australian Turf Club, they've given us the keys to Ascot Racecourse. Mm. As Terry said, we're parked up here in uh, in the Stone Motherless Bar. Statues uh, are being built as we speak. And uh, we're lucky enough to be recording on course for the next seven weeks. So this- uh, We're this, doing seven. Yeah, we're doing seven. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, yeah, I just extended you without, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, forged a signature. So day one of the Pinnacles Carnival, which is Placid Arc Stakes Day, which is tomorrow, of course. And we're going to go all the way through to Perth Cup Day, New Year's Day. New Year's Day is Perth Cup Day, uh, if you didn't know. Um, and of course, our staunch supporters, the Mundaring Hotel, Market City Meets, and Witten's irrigation and design all back on board. How's uh, how's old um, old mate Craigie Witten? Very happy. Yeah, a bit. Uh, is he flying with caution at the moment? <laughs> do you think? <laughs> well, uh, they're all flying. When you when you backtrack, there was a week or a space of ten days there where Craig Witten's family's horse fly with caution won at huge odds. Yep. I think that a little was, salute by Christy Bennett yeah. on the line as well. She knew. Uh, that, was, that was the, I call that the sling salute. I reckon, I reckon she knew there was a little bit going in the sky. I reckon, I reckon she might have. Uh, Timmy Hewitt's uh, Market City Meets, of course, his horse in good order, one at Northam. Yep. And then- Yeah, that was a strong race. And Butchie O'Connor, younger lass, mm. one at Northam as well, and is uh, even money favourite at Ascot on Saturday. So the boys are in form and- their pockets are full, so they thought, why not? We'll go back in for uh, for another season of the 1-1. One, one. We need one of ours to win now. We do. We certainly do. Who's so, it going to be, do you reckon? I'm hoping I dream a dream on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. I, think that's I was thinking way. on a Saturday race day, like, who, who have we got? Who's going to win during the carnival? Who's going to win on a pinnacles day? I don't think, for me, I don't think it's going to be Halatorian. Mm. Yeah. Just going a bit up and down at the moment. Well, <laughs> well, be optimistic. We can always be optimistic. We can be. What about Evelina? Evelina. Got a win with her. Yeah, Saturday winner. Maybe, maybe Ruling Dames heading to the West Bend yeah. series and yeah. uh, feuding with a bit of luck. 
Mm. You never know. Mm. So, but uh, there was a nice little uh, pipe opener for Be Optimistic in the Lucky Grey Stakes last Saturday. Um, Never uh, off the bridle, so no. be interested to see what happens next start. Yeah, will be Calgary inter- Cup winner. It, it will be interesting to see what happens next start. So just on those sponsors, big thanks to those guys, Market City Meets, the Mundaring and Witten's Irrigation. They've helped relaunch the People's Podcast just in time for the start of the Pinnacles and big show coming up. Perth Racing CEO James Oldring will be joining us for a, ta- for a chat and uh, Pro Punter and one of our OG uh, favourites here. The OG, I'd yeah. say. Daniel yeah. Cripps. He, uh, he's back for day one of the Pinnacles as well. Mm. Kripalenko. Yeah, Kripalenko. <laughs> yeah, beauty. Yeah, the OG. So, do you see, speaking of OGs, did you see that Snoop Dogg gave up weed? I saw that. Yeah. Brave. That's fascinating stuff. We'll talk about that in more depth later, <laughs> but I just, I thought, wow. I'm probably a bit late now, so I would have thought. But he's anyway. given up the smoke, apparently, yeah. according to Instagram today. Yeah. But, um, Big news. But hard, yes. hard to record a podcast so, if you've got that in the back of your mind. So, in the last five and a half months, you've become a Kalgoorlie Cup winning owner. How does it feel? Um, it felt like it did beforehand, to be honest. Um, but no, it's it's. Do you it's, walk uh, walk any taller? Like, ah, uh, look. If rec- I'm a, recognized a bit more. <coughs> look, I tell you what. If uh, if she replicates what she did first up in the Lucky Grey, was it mm, last week? Grey, yeah. Um, in wherever she goes next, and I, uh, yeah, I might turn into um, Yao Ming or something. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I couldn't think of that. What's the other fella's name? The uh, Wembenyama. Oh, Wembenyama. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm not a big basketball man, yeah. but uh, yeah, I might turn into a Victor. Oh, well, we can't wait for this uh, mm. for the Pinnacles stretching all the way through the Perth Cup day. Next seven weeks is going to be fantastic. And to roll thing, roll through rather everything Perth racing related. Let's bring in the boss man, the CEO James Oldring. Get ready for the Pinnacles, supported by TapTouch. Five spectacular Saturdays at Ascot Racecourse. Expect epic entertainment, fabulous fashion and heart-racing action. It all starts with Lexus of Perth Champion Phillies Day, our 1950s-themed race day on Saturday, November 18. Come and feel the rush. Early bird tickets from $20. Visit perthracing.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambling Help on 1800 858 858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Okay, joining us on the one-one is the CEO of Perth Racing, and is he our new boss? I'm not sure. Let's ask him, James Oldring. Welcome back to the show. Thank you very much for having me, and I'm always very uncomfortable with being called boss by anyone. <laughs> you told, you don't told get us it to say it <laughs> I'm confused. He told us it's calling that us off here. Written on his shirt too. <laughs> Getting some mixed messages early here, James. Uh, James, we're on the. Uh, well, we're on the precipice of the Pinnacles. Day one tomorrow, uh, Placid Arc Stakes Day, ripping card to kick things off. A uh, lot of hard work from you and the team here at Perth Racing has gone to put this show together. And of course, Racing and Wagering WA as well. How excited are you to kick things off? And uh, yeah, what can we look forward to tomorrow? So obviously very excited. Mm. I mean, if you're not excited the eve of the Pinnacles, then you're in the wrong job. And so, um, like you say, a huge effort from everyone here at Perth Racing. And we're really lucky with the relationship we have with Racing WA. You know, it's it's so collaborative. We all want the same thing. And, you know, you don't always agree on absolutely everything, but you know you're all working towards the same goal of trying to showcase this race meeting or this carnival, not just to Western Australia, but to the rest of Australia. This is this is our five weeks. You know, this window is is us. And we stage 
well, no two ways about it. There are days when we stage the best racing in the world. Mm. You know, we have the only Group One racing on the day. Some of those Saturdays, and it's our opportunity to show what we can do here in Perth and at Ascot. Um, quality of the horses that we've got coming over on the plane looks pretty strong. I mean, there are a couple of real headline stars there, which you always need. Yeah, uh, and jockey-wise as well, that's really shaping up quite nicely as well. So, um, looking forward to it. Um, lots to do. I mean, it feels like. Tomorrow is a, almost a, like a mini Champions Day, or you know, mm. there's, there's five absolute it's top, like preliminary top. preliminary final day. Really, yeah, it really does feel yeah. like that, and there's so much at stake as well. You know, you, you think for for some horses this will be their grand final. Um, those running in the Placid Arc, there'll be a few, but you think this is what they've aimed for. And then in the RJ Peters, you know, there are horses that are desperate to win to get that final slot or that guaranteed slot in the railway stakes. So. There is a lot at stake tomorrow. Um, and yet, you know, I've already got one eye on railway stakes and then through to Winterbottom and Northerly and obviously Gold Rush and Damien Oliver's retirement, which just, there is so much going on for the next it's, five years. I feel like the planets mm. are really aligning, aren't they, at the moment? I mean, uh, how blessed are we to have the GOAT, Damien Oliver, in Perth, in his hometown for his, for his farewell and uh, uh, only fitting that the Gold Rush is going to be the Damien Oliver Gold Rush for this year. Um, imagine if he wins it. Surely, it's written. Yeah, they know. Um, now, the we've listened to you on uh, Tab Radio recently. Uh, Jay Rooney's been writing stories in the West. Jamie Carr, James McDonald, and then they dropped a little hint that Zaki might be a chance. And has it been confirmed? So the story broke. Zaki's coming. Zaki's uh, so coming. Barring- How was the celebration behind private doors? <laughs> behind closed doors, little, little fist bump. One of those gifts. Uh, have you may- seen those gifts? <laughs> may have simply sent a screenshot of the story with the word boom underneath <laughs> to a few people. Um, little Leighton Hewitt. Yeah. <laughs> Point um, to the forehead. So, yeah, that was great news. And obviously- yeah. 120 Raider as well. We don't I get mean, many of those across, do You we? don't get many oh, of those. That's big. Here. That's and incredible. Yeah. He's a genuine- you know, racing superstar, just try, and then to I'm get just trying to remember as well. Yeah. Did you get straight down to the the local agency and take some of the prizes? <laughs> I, missed, I missed everything. I, I'm aware that one or two might have got the 16s that was there. 16s, 16s. Oh, I think one or two might have been me. able to get. But, I was a bit um, slow, Beach. Um, but yeah, just just so good. And obviously, you know, you're touching wood because it's still a couple of days till they get on the plane, and even when they get over here, we've still got three weeks before he's due to run. So, it's, you know, you're naturally just making sure they want to mm. wrap him up in cotton wool. And I think they're very keen to get him to the beach and give him that sort of full Perth experience, which is great. I know that's what Godolphin often do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> yeah. Pop him down to yeah. Elizabeth Key. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, um, yeah the Revel is a lovely bar. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, that was huge to get that. And, and I genuinely didn't expect that we were going to get James McDonald. You know, the news came mm. two days prior to the Zaki announcement that he'd got a a short-term Hong Kong license. So we'd all sort of shrugged our shoulders and gone, that's a, that's a blow, but understand that, you know, there's a lot of prize money over there as well. But mm. then to hear that he was flying in and and flying out again just to come and be here for Zaki is, is huge. And that is a real testament to how we're trying to promote this carnival. Like this is an Australian racing carnival, the best jockeys and the best trainers. When you look at the list of trainers that are sending horses, you know, Waller, Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, um, Kieran Maher and David Eustace, sadly, Bella Nipatina looks like she's not coming, which mm-hmm. is a, a real blow because I thought she would be a fantastic addition to the winter bottom. But the nominations were were just sensational. And it's so good to get supported by by the very best. Yeah, I mean, Zaki's just, 
he, he's got such a following as well and the international flavor and I know I think the the ownership is quite broad as well but there's you know there's VRC committee members and things like that so it, it really brings a the spotlight firmly focused on on WA during that period which is which is all we can ask for really and you just got to put on the best show we possibly can um so yeah congratulations that's a that's a big get for for, oh, for I've us. Got to give oh, full credit to, to Grant Burns, really. Uh, he does an amazing job on behalf of Racing WA and Perth Racing for, you know, making sure that he he goes chasing those horses. That so you do thinks. actually. Is that how it works? You go out there chasing him. Oh, you you yeah. contact the trainers and the owners and absolutely sort of float who's around. We got a first prize of eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. We have here. a you know brochures, booklets, emails. Do you pay the for whole- their return um, travel arrangements, or is that if you're trying to sweeten it a little bit late? No, we have a very clear incentive scheme for horses okay. that come from overseas. So we actually charter a plane. That's the only way that we can guarantee that there's an opportunity. Is that your private states. jet or yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just lend them mine? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm, uh, so we we charter a seven three seven to to bring the horses over here to make sure that there's the opportunity to get them here. Yep. So that flies on Monday, mm-hmm. um, and the offer to the Eastern States horses is we'll fly you here. Um, you know we'll help with some of the costs and we'll fly you back. But they sign a little agreement with us, and if they win prize money, then we claw the cost of yeah. it back. So Good. you know if they're winning, then you know it doesn't cost us anything. So Zaki's here the Monday before the railway. It's funny, isn't it? Like, Al Safin is the current favourite. I'm just going to go on to racing just for one mm-hmm. one moment. But isn't it funny? Because I don't think there's any plans to run Zaki in the railway whatsoever. But if Mar- yeah, but if Marachino is carrying seven kilos more than Al Safin, surely Zaki, they can probably carry seven kilos more and <laughs> have a pop. So if they're listening, geez. What an opportunity to go bang, bang, I reckon, rather than just bang. Yeah, or they could stick around for the TED the to, Ted, yeah. I'll tell you what, Zaki could probably drop back to the 1400 have a pop at the Gold Rush as well. Probably yeah. do the whole, the whole lot, yeah. so he's pretty versatile. Yeah. Um, and another thing that I'm really excited by, James, and I think last time you were on, we spoke about the Perth Cup and, and what we can do there. $1 million on the table this year. Yeah, that's fantastic. That was probably one of the – probably the after when are you rebuilding the Belmont Grandstand, uh, what are you going to do with the Perth Cup? It's probably the second mm. most asked question I had from both members. What was it last year? Half a million. So oh, it still wow. went That's double. Huge. Yeah. So it was 400 the year before mm-hmm. that. It went to 500, um, I suppose, this year, 2023. And, you know, 1st of Jan 2024, it's another million dollar oh, race. Plenty of reasons to be optimistic, isn't it? <laughs> 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 um, and that, you know, that's, that is the magic figure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is starting to attract horses from the east coast and so we expect, we're expecting some to come across so uh gay waterhouse asian bot are going to send zoom on on okay. the plane um there's an outside chance they might late nom him for the northerly okay. um i think they that they're having a look at that mm-hmm. um it's it's not cheap to do that so mm-hmm. you know that's a big commitment to go and do it but um but yeah he was the the perth cup horse they wanted to send and that's a long-term or a long-range target for him. So mm-hmm. that's great. I mean, that's what you want. And yeah. it, it almost feels like we missed out a little bit last year with Maricino and um, Mara Eustace Steinem. Steinem um, they ran one-two in the TED mm-hmm. and neither of them progressed to the Perth Cup. You know, I wonder whether that carrot would be enough, say, if that scenario unfolds again, whether, whether those two horses would would go would have a shot at a million-dollar Perth Cup rather than pulling up stumps. So, um, yeah, I think that's a significant carrot for people to to uh, to dangle in front of people. Yeah, so, we want the race to be as high uh, rated as possible as yep. well. I mean, years gone by, what's it been, a 90-plus probably for $40,000, $500,000? It fluctuates, but, yeah, mm. it's been uh, – been, but, yeah, if, if, we, if we can – 
as we spoke about last time you're on, if you can give it a bit of love, I think it can really prosper that race. So, I, um, I think the prize money is, is just the first step. Yep. I mean, you've got to also create the event and the race day and mm -hmm. it's largely there, but you've, there's a bit of work still to build it up, get that crowd, um, you know, absolutely humming. Um, but then also there's the argument about the distance and, you know, mm. does it ever go back to, to 3,200 or two miles? And um, It's hard to go back to 3,200 when we barely race above 2,200, though. But it, it would have to, have to be a holistic change to our yes, program. Exactly yeah. right. exactly. Yes, exactly. It's right. not just a case of yeah. making the Perth Cup 3,200. Yeah. Yeah. It, it needs to be 12 months, 12 months of the year need to be commitment to, yep. to 2,400 metre races. You're big on it, aren't you? Big on it, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was special. It's a special real, from, historian. Went, went from being a special race to just another mile and a half handicap to me. And um, I think it could happen. Another thing that I'd be interested in is, you know, if I know that the VRC is trying to get more, I don't know if they're trying to get more Australian horses into the race, but they're trying to create a bit more of a buzz for the, for the Melbourne Cup year round. I don't know, like I would almost... I'd like to approach the VRC and say, if we go back to two miles, maybe put more money into the, the Perth Cup and can attract, you know, have a, a couple of years of attracting a really good field, whether we could get a golden ticket race into a Melbourne Cup or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, they've got, they've got several golden ticket races now and I see that they've, they've spread their wings for golden ticket races into the All-Star Mile, which has been rejigged and they've come up with an arrangement with New Zealand. I think there's two races in New Zealand where if you win – one of those, you're in the All-Star Mile. So I wonder if a two-mile Perth Cup and a stronger field, um, we could uh, we could maybe come up with an arrangement there. But uh, we can dream. <laughs> we can dream. Um, yeah, really looking forward to that. Something that I just wanted to mention quickly is I was out here with a group of friends for Irish Day. James, that was a that was a hit. That was a massive hit. We were in the Vantage, just sat up there all day, and there was people everywhere. And I don't know what the band was that was playing, but whatever the band was, it was extremely popular, and they had the place rocking. So, they, they did. Yeah. I mean, I think there was a few suggestions from people that we could do Irish Day every three months. <laughs> <laughs> and every three weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had 5,500 on course, which <laughs> was amazing. Yeah. And it, there was a real, real party atmosphere. And um, maybe the bass just needed to go down a little <laughs> bit from the band. We're getting um, old. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, it was a great day. And it's great to create that kind of vibe on course. It shows you what, what you can do. Mm. And, you know, I looked around at the, the demographic and, it was a young, well-dressed crowd. Very well-dressed. Having very a well really dressed. good time. Yep. Um, and yeah, you walk around there and the place is bouncing and that's what race courses need to do for the big meetings. Like you've mm. got to create that. And you, you've also got to recognize that you can't create that every week. Mm. Like we race 92 times a year and, and you're not going to, tr you just haven't got the, the crowd out there to support that. So you've got to real pick your meetings. Yeah, you've got to have a bit of a rhythm, don't you? You know what I mean? You, mm. can't, you can't always like be up here all the time. So, But no, that was a great day and it was fun to be part of. Very good. Especially, speaking of fun, were you, this has been a hot topic in racing circles, the giddy up Perth racing ad. Were, mm. you, were you here for the filming? I genuinely wasn't actually. Oh. I, I got, I literally got the message the day before going, you can do this, right? I'm, I'm actually not here. Like, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> in the office. Like, I'm, I think I was I'll actually I'll make sure I'm south. not here. Um, oh, I'm not afraid to, uh, to strut on the dance floor. So. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. So yeah. I've been here, I would have happily humiliated myself. <laughs> no, you've seen the ad? Oh yeah, yeah. Many times. Now, is, is Ryan Crowley in that ad? 
spot on. He, he is, is in that. I, th- yeah. I thought we caught a glimpse of the uh, of the Fremantle Dockers tagger Ryan Crowley. Uh, now the the WhatsApp groups across the state lit up when that uh, ad was launched. So there was three jockeys involved in the filming: Holly Watson, who can definitely dance, mm. yeah, uh, Peter Nucky, and Sean McGrady. So. There's been a lot of conjecture around as to, in, in regards to the, the, I guess, the abilities of the, the three jockeys. So we just wondered if you could give us your three, two, one from a Brownlow votes <laughs> point of view. Watson, McGrady, Nucky, because there's been quite a few side bets to work out who, uh, who in fact was the better dancer, especially out of Nucky oh, we know and McGrady. You know what you're really asking here because <laughs> there's no doubt as to who, who can genuinely dance and, and Holly can genuinely dance. From the other two, uh, I'm not going to lose any friends here by making that call on it. So. <laughs> but I, what I will say is like huge kudos to them for doing it. Yeah, it's a big yeah. ask to do it. And you know when you do it that you're going to put yourself out there and you're going to cop a bit. But if you can do that with a smile on your face and it gets people talking about racing and it humanises because I say this humanising jockey seems like an odd thing to say, but mm. to many racing fans, they barely ever see them without the helmet and goggles on. That's right. You know, they probably don't really know what they look like. Yeah, you know? And so to to demonstrate that they are sports people that are happy to have a bit of fun, don't take themselves too seriously, is really important to engage people in the sport. And you'd like to think they might have you know, gleaned a few more fans that, for doing that, absolutely got people got people talking as well, yeah. and it gets played on uh, on race day as well. It so, does, yeah. They um, never get to live it down. It's <laughs> constantly going out. <laughs> Very good, James. Busy man. Is there anything else that you you, you want to hit uh, on the uh, on the one one? Oh, you you told me I had to prepare some, oh, some yes, choices yes. For, for the future. Be- before, before you do that, yeah. what one last thing? Uh, looking forward to next year's pinnacles. If you could, and, and extending into the Perth Cup carnival as well if you could wish for any change moving forward into next year what would that what would that look like well that's a good question without notice yeah um i think we have to accept that prize money is where it is for now because the really short easy answer is oh i just love to make a couple of those group ones three million but you know that's not realistic and that's not going to happen um i think the single biggest change might be to try and get horses locked in a bit earlier and, and so that i could It'd be great to start confirming uh, to know that Zaki was coming a month ago would have been the most incredible marketing opportunity for us. So we've got to keep knocking on the doors and doing what we're doing with the Eastern States trainers and making sure they know that if they come over here, A, they get looked after, but B, the prize money is is excellent. But also they have a really good time. Yeah. I mean, we've been yeah. really focusing on that last and you know, uh, it's easy to go and ask. Bjorn Baker, how he thought WA was because he's got you know four million reasons that it was a very good trip for him. He hasn't, but, he hasn't sobered you up yet, yeah, I don't think. But, right. um, but you know, if you speak to the guys like Will Clark and you know who came from South Australia last last Pinnacles, or um, you know Kieran Maher and Eustace, and, and obviously Godolphin, and mm. um, really sad that they they're not here this year. But I mean, bottom line is, if, if you don't have the horses, you you can't come. You know, mm. it's not because they didn't want to be here; mm-hmm. they just didn't have didn't have felt that they had the right horse this year. So. You very much hope that they come back. Um, but if you can start talking about who's going to be here a bit earlier, I think that's a real boost for us. 100%. Uh, okay, so we did give you a little bit of homework. We're going to be some crystal balling here. So James is going to give us his winner of all the feature races oh. upcoming. Uh, 
Placidark through. Oh, wow. Okay. okay that's- Placidark through. Uh, and uh, so we're really putting the CEO on the spot here. Can we give him so- that? Have you got the tick and the cross there? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll, I'll, I'll do the ticks and the crosses if he gets Correct right and wrong. wrong. All right. Placidark stakes. Placidark stakes. I think Oscar's fortune. That was a tick, by the way. Well, James hasn't got the headphones on. I think, did that. I get that right? You did. There we go. Uh, okay. WA Guineas. WA Guineas. I am going to give Super Smink another go. I didn't think that was too bad a run given the way the track was playing, given the fact that she had to give a four pound, oh, four pound, sorry, that's my UK, <laughs> four kilo pull to Keshi Boom. And, you know, I think Keshi Boom just comes out and wins tomorrow and that makes the form actually look pretty good well it'll be fascinating whether they back up as well i can't give him a right or a wrong i need to, I need to figure out if keshi boom's backing up or not in the guineas so um i heard you in the week that they were i know they were yeah because yeah, i thought yeah. it was a complete no chance and now yeah. it might be some chance so. yeah all right yeah, so railway stakes railway stakes i did have a good look at this and i've actually come up with one at quite a big price here um so tuvalu i think is really classy consistent hopefully gets jamie carr He's likely top weight mm-hmm. potentially, so I think that might just stop him. I think maybe the Northerly is his better chance of a, of a Group One. Al Safina, I'm really interested to see how she goes tomorrow, but I've got a bit of a watching brief on her at the moment. And so, oh god, that's hanging. Let me give you a tick for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, one that's flown just completely under the radar this year is Carly's Karma. Yeah. Like if you look. Last, like, so this year, she's won the Eurythmic. She beat Valor Road, who then came out and won the Lestier in mm-hmm. pretty good fashion. And so the form looks rock solid. Last year, she was a $6 shot in the railway off the back of running second in the Lestier. So to my mind, she's run at least to the level of form she ran to last year. She's $17 this year. And she's in off 53 as it stands at the moment. Mm. And $17 each way in a railway about a horse that is in the same form as she was last year, probably. I think that might be value. So I, I would like put Carly's yeah. Cummer up each way. I like, I like the fact Summer's planned the uh, planned the prep as well. She could have raced again, but it's obviously this is the target. So there's a real, um, yeah. Real I think, I think less, less is more with Carly's yes, Cummer exactly as well. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. She's a big, she's a really big mare, but she, yeah, she does seem to to need that little bit of a break. And yep. she, well, the last one was off six, seven weeks. Yeah, so. Summer can get him so fit yeah, too. Yeah, like, maiden during the week or 40, need 50 to, days. She doesn't need to race. Him into fitness, so she does a good job. Okay, uh, uh, Winterbottom, Northern, yeah, Winterbottom. Winterbottom. Winterbottom yes. Yeah, so Winterbottom. I think this actually might. I don't like to say, but I don't think it might be as strong as it was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you look at the market at the moment. You know, Bella Nipotina is still favourite with a few of the corporates. She's been scratched as far mm-hmm. as I'm aware. She's not coming, and so you know, Villana's almost certainly not coming. It's looking like it's going to run tomorrow, but. Godolphin not expected to bring them. It would be a, a change of mind. You know, Asfura is not coming. Star Patrol is not coming. Trip miss, Triple Missile is coming. Mm. Um, maybe just a shade disappointing in the Rising Fast Stakes over East. Um, l- has run some serious time in the past, so clearly got an engine. This is great racing. Um, I'm really impressed by the effort um, you put in here. For me, Overpass, if you're prepared to forgive the Everest run, and there were some rumours that he wasn't quite right subsequent to the race, um, you know, He's got some of the best sprinting form in Australia this year. He's run yeah. second to Giga Kick first up, and second to Private Eye in the shorts, um, ahead of In Secret and Buenos Notches, who ran so well in the champion sprint. He's rated 111, which puts him miles clear of anything else. He's mm-hmm. likely to turn up. Track suits, ground shouldn't be a problem. He's, I think he's, he was about $4 with Tab Touch, but he's about $6 with a few of the corporates. There so. we go. 
Um, Big tick. And, and then just interesting one as an outsider, she dances if she comes from Peter Moody and Catherine Coleman. You know, she's won plenty of races. She's a listed and a Group 3 winner. She's not there yet on ratings, but she could be a real improver. And I think she was about 31, 31 bucks with a few of them. So I wouldn't completely rule her out. Right. So for me, overpass at the moment, uh, interested to see how my Bellamy stacks up. Interested to see how Oscar's fortune stacks up, but mm. I think it's a really big ask for a three-year-old to come to the winter bottom. They have to. When be- was the last three-year-old to compete in a winter bottom? My, Waratah, my, my had go last year. Would go well, I should say. Waratah's secret went to one. I don't think. I reckon Valarode ran fifth in a winter bottom yeah, okay. one year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he definitely ran well in a winter bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the uh, Trevor Andrews horse? He's a stallion now. Um, Oh, escapes my mind. It yeah, will come to me. Yeah, he ran well in a winter bottom as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it hasn't traditionally been a three-year-old's race. Mm. But in saying that, the this Placid, is a quite this is a, this is a, a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. yeah the Arc hasn't had the the same spotlight as it has yeah. for the last two years. No, so exactly. That can that can grow. Mm. It's a shame about Mitchell Payton's oh, horse as well. Yeah, or my I, class. I yeah, I thought he was a real danger to. Uh, Tomorrow, as, as many others did. So, um, so overpass for me is probably best bet. Okay. I think at the oh, current price. That's the BB as well. That's the best I bet. like that. Put the asterisks next to overpass. Best I'm betting. Bit, I'm a bit dirty because I uh, heard on the radio that it was coming. Well, Gareth might have given me a buzz and told mm. me it was coming. And I thought I led down to the purple bank later on. And by the time I got down there, it was 15 to 6. So ah. I uh, sooked it and didn't have a bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's very, it's very unlike me to sook it as well, by the way, James. <laughs> uh, Northerly Stakes is is really interesting. Um, Zaki and J-Mac, we've talked about it, so I won't harp on, but it's a fantastic get. Beating a length and a half in a Cox Plate is probably the best form mm-hmm. one off here. I, I think that's hard to hard to crab. And I, I love the horse, so I have a love-hate relationship with him because I followed, I, I sort of picked him up in the UK when he was racing over there and pretty much followed him over a punting cliff because I was convinced he had loads of ability. And there are times when he didn't look like it get out of his own way. Was he a, was he a group horse in the He UK? was a group horse. I'm yeah. pretty sure he won a group two. Yeah. Um, and it's certainly a couple of group threes from recollection, but right. never quite stacked up. And he looked like one of those horses that might just not get there. Mm. But he's come over here and been phenomenal. Um, so that that is the best form on offer to me. I, I can't crab that. Even though he might potentially have already crested the pinnacle of his career, He's still pretty high up on that mountain. Um, Tuvalu, I mentioned, I think this is his best chance of a group one in the carnival. His, his 1,800 metre run behind Alligator Blood was sensational, really, yeah. wasn't it? The Underwood. Um, so if you, you think if he's anywhere near that, it would be bloody hard to beat. Yeah. You know? Super Smink, I, I'm interested to see what happens because she could follow exactly the same path as Amelia's Jewel. You know, she she wins the... Uh, Burgess, uh, sorry, wins the Belgravia, beaten in the Burgess Queen, goes to a WA Guineas, and then potentially to a northerly, mm-hmm. so it, it can be done. Um, you don't say is she, is she an Amelia's jewel? I'm not convinced she is on what I've seen thus far, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put a put put you completely off. I think Cascadian's not coming. Roots is an interesting one. Roots mm-hmm. is going to goes good. Yeah, yeah, Roots went really well the other week over east and is in the railway, and that is absolutely the target. But yeah. I think it's <clears throat> not beyond the realms of possibility that she stays on. Although whether she goes northerly or Gold Rush, mm. I wouldn't be certain. Um, so to me, I think it looks between Zaki and Tuvalu, and I just think if J Mac gets Zaki out and rolling, kicks off that bend going to take a lot of running down. That's another, that's a big tick, that one. I wonder if Zaki's looking forward to 
um, Maritino being in his way. <laughs> a couple of big units. Oh, like, and he doesn't take any prisoners either, Maricino. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Speed battle in uh, in those big races. I think Zaki has the he has a little bit of tactical v- versatility. versatility yeah. That's the right word. In that, if if Maricino does go really hard, you wouldn't think he'd be afraid to sit outside him Absolutely. and just let him go a length or two. All right, the Damien Oliver Gold Rush. It's the hardest race to tip because you don't really know who's going. Oh, I mean, I think properly. I've written it's it's a month out. It's mm. really really hard. Um, so many unknowns because you could get horses stepping up from the winter bottom and back from the railway as you've alluded to you know they might not have to go to the Norvely now mm-hmm. they can come back to the 1400 of the gold rush um yeah amelia's still still favorite on a lot of the books but I'm pretty sure that we mm-hmm. all think she's going to the, for a spell in she's the out yep so you put a line through her um Valana, we don't think come super Smink probably targets the northerly Ayrton is really interesting. He's still in the lists. He's racing tomorrow, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. he has a run tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I remember I was at Eagle Farm back in was June 21 when everyone thought he was like the second coming. They thought he was an absolute superstar. And he duly won that day from memory, but he didn't quite go on. So he's obviously got a, a really big engine and he goes okay when he's on form. Just a bit of a question mark as to does he come? So I wouldn't be taking any bets in the futures market just yet um uh and then uh Munhamek is the is, is another interesting one for um Ryan, uh, Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. yeah so he runs yeah. tomorrow as well yeah I that think. was a super run at Flemington yeah the so he might be a, a sort of a, a bit of a smoky yeah but I, I can't quite well I'm going to do it but I, I'm very uncomfortable tipping like a nine-year-old gelding in Valor Road Mind you, so an eight-year-old, I've just put up a nine-year-old girl. target, but, but this is the target, though. But this is the target. Mm-hmm. He was really good in the Lestere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, I can't find too many holes in him. And so if I've got to put one up now, I'd probably put up Valero. Jeez, that'd be a story, wouldn't it? Yeah. Out of retirement to win it. Well, it's not a great one, but it's effectively a great one, yeah. isn't it? So, geez, that would be some story. Uh, do you want to have a ping at the Perth Cup? Long range? Oof. The honest answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even think there's a market out yet, is it? Nah, no, no, no. Come no, on, Brad. Nom's, nom's yeah. a little while away, so. Sort it out, Brad. Um, awesome. James, thanks for uh, for joining us. Pleasure. Episode 169 of The One One, but we're uh, our first in almost six months. So pleasure to have you on the show and pleasure to have Perth Racing on board, supporting us, getting The One One back off the ground. Oh, thank you very much. Really appreciate it and enjoyed it. We'll thanks, see you at the races tomorrow. Thanks, James. Okay, it's time to partner with Perth Racing and preview Placid Art Stakes Day, the first day of the Pinnacles Carnival at Ascot. Terry and BJ, and let's welcome in uh, professional punter extraordinaire, Daniel Cripps. Cripper. BJ, Terry, thank you for having me back on. Um, it's been a while, so it's good to have you guys back on the airways, but I'm really buzzing for mm. this podcast. Uh, probably something to do with the card itself. Um, but yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Good card, Ascot, good weather. It's all happening. Five, five and a half months has been, Cripper, since we were last on air. What have you been up to? Just rebuffing straight up every week. Have yeah. they been calling you saying, Brad and Riley been on the phone? Saying <laughs> <laughs> you're coming on or? Yeah, it all, uh, it all entwines into one, doesn't it? No, what have I done? Uh, did me absolute balls in the winter yet again, <laughs> which is always fun. <laughs> Managed one month... Uh, Escape got over to Europe for a few weeks in August, which was really good. What was the highlight of Europe? Or not punting for a month. <laughs> <laughs> not even checking the results, which was nice. Now, probably South Croatia was really good. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah, 
good, uh, pretty large. And then through the Greek Highlands, really liked EOS. It was, um, yeah, it's probably not had the same reputation as Mykonos, but I thought it was definitely better if you had to pick one of the two. And um, yeah, back to reality, or did actually get on a little surf trip in uh, just before Ascot started. So it's um, not a bad reality, though, is it? Really? It's good, yeah. I'm, uh, no, nah, I'm raring to go at the moment. I mean, so Ascot's been you- back for what a month. Um, the wheel was just starting to turn. Haven't been setting the world on fire by any stretch, but just confident in what I'm doing. Turnovers back up, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next five weeks, especially. Well, the, the Pinnacles hasn't even started yet, Cripper. So you're timing your run to perfection. Uh, so Cripper's our, our first guest um, on our comeback series, summer series here of the one one. Who else are we thinking about chiming in? Pistol is coming on the railway edition, locked and loaded. Yes, and then uh, TBC, TBC, TBC. Uh, any any ideas? Uh, I think we might get Tommy on for one. Tommy Johnson? Yeah, I might get Tommy on for one. Um, I've spoken, had preliminary discussions with Scotty Embry. Um, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just, um, oh yes, that's a, that's a good point as well. Uh, why? Remember, Tommy, BJ. Tommy Johnston. Yes, and Tommy's yes. little service. Now, yep. I'm a bit, I feel a bit weird saying this with Cripper on with us, yep. obviously, yep. Uh, very much competing. You and Tommy came to fisticuffs the other day, bro. <laughs> Sarah, you know, competition is good in any market. <laughs> Correct. So uh, Tommy uh, TMJ Racing is doing a uh, Pinnacle special. Started his service obviously a few months ago. Uh, just just one day wants to be anywhere near Cripper's. <laughs> That's his dream. Goes to bed thinking about him. But uh, over the Pinnacles, he'll be offering uh, mark prices on every runner alongside suggested bets and staking plans. Uh, this guy, Ascot season average tipped winner has been $4.80. Um, he's often seeking value that the market misses. Uh, if you can't tell, he wrote this for me. Willing to go out and a limb this carnival and offer a refund um, if you can't return a profit across the five pinnacles meetings. I then questioned him whether that means they can send all their losing investments as well and get those reinvested <laughs> as well, but I don't think that's the case. Very so, generous, Tommy. Um, yeah, two great services and I'd, uh, I'd sign up to both. Crips Racing as TMG well. TMG Racing, yeah. both of them, exactly right. 100%. So, yeah, looking forward to getting some more expert, experts on to uh, sort through the form for the feature races with, uh, with the two of us over the next uh, seven weeks. And, of course, we move forward with Terry's favourite bit. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, BJ. Let's see if you can remember the show for info on how to enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition. And don't forget, Cripper. Jeez, I forgot the next bit. (laughs) Don't forget. I shouldn't have said Cripper's name. I was was on real good. uh, Yeah, I had some real good momentum up there. Don't forget. uh, Nah, help me out. The Mundaring Hotels. Oh, the Mundaring Hotels. Uh, WA Racing Mastermind. And who we got today? Competition. We yes. have uh, Brittany Taylor chasing, you told me before, three in a row, uh, taking on uh, Christopher Parnham. Very with good. no Andrew Walker next week. Story to come. Okay, very good. Watch this space. Let's get cracking. It's time for the Ascot Track Report, brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design, whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Terry, what are we thinking about how the track's been going early start of the season and its expectations for tomorrow? Well, it's sort of crip actually in that sense. Have you been happy with Ascot in regards to it playing in a traditional sense? It's it's Ascot, it's firm, it's 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 fresh, it's hot. There's been more easterlies, I feel. Yeah, so it's been onish speed, but you've been you've you've been happy with the track thus far? Yeah, really happy. Uh, I think the two days that it's played on pace was due to wind, not the mm-hmm. actual track. So looks like it's playing really fair when the South Westerly is in. So, yeah, it's basically 
on wind pattern rather than track pattern. Did you think yeah. there was a strong bias to the breeze last Saturday? Well, remember- we were, one off at least. We were on track and we mm. did mention at some stage whether the fence might have been a slight query. Mm. Uh, can it can also be horse related as Yeah, well, I reckon. Play that funky music was fenced in the last, wasn't it? Exactly. I didn't black book any horses because they settled on the fence anyway. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't think it was- yeah, it wasn't too obvious if there was a bias, but the breeze seemed to be a pretty good spot to be. It's funny because the breeze this week is probably the fence. I think we go from true slash one, wherever that is exactly, mm. uh, and this week we're at two metres, so two the breeze goes to the fence, but because it was used, there's, there's different ways to look at that. You can go, well, that was a used pad, so now it might not be as strong, or if that was the strong pad, is the fence going to be the spot to be? But um, when I did all my form crib, it's probably the same for you. Then again, you... You and Brad are in cahoots in, in regards to the weather and the wind and you seem to have a leg up on everyone else. But uh, Brad's Cripper's dad. Uh, <laughs> but um, the wind has changed a little bit since then and it looks like there'll be a southwesterly earlier in the Arvo than initially forecast. Well, there wasn't a southwesterly forecast at all. That's right. I When I did my form on Wednesday, I thought that the southwesterly could come in at sort of 3.30 mm -hmm. and, and later. Um, just checking this morning. Seems like it might be in from race one or two. In saying that, it's very light. I'm not paying too much attention to rail position yet. The track looks in good order. I don't mm. think there's going to be any real lane bias. So typical Astro Ascot track for me, focus on runners on speed, especially early. Might even out later in the day, but in saying that, I'll always be taking on horses who are going to settle well back. On speed runners with a bit of ticker? Gate speed and ticker. Yeah. Hey, your Twitter bio? Yeah, yep. still there. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, and of course, uh, Craig Witten, the uh, Witten's Racing up and about. Had a fill-up. Had a fill-up. Uh, first up at Bunbury. Congratulations. Sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> For one again, no one yeah. knows. They yeah. would have- uh, yeah. the, the invoice go to in the, the mail. It was a good go, wasn't it? Invoices Thursday, Wednesday, whatever it was. Yeah. Very good. Let's roll, eh? Race one is the Amelia Park Handicap. This is a 72 plus over 1,600 metres competitive contest to kick things off. Terry, you like one here? Uh, I like the race from a speed map point of view. I've, um, yeah, I think Mountain Ash, uh, I thought that run, I know we just actually just spoke about the breeze being very strong uh, last last week, but I thought that effort to breeze outside a big screen on on a, on a pretty strong tempo, they're all off the bit a long way from home and only to be grabbed by Desenaya, which I think is probably the correct pronunciation. Uh, I thought that was a super effort. Um, there's no real seven up seven day form to speak about with mountain ash but it's the morton yard i just trust that he's pulled up happily this was a great race for him um he goes to the front with 53 i did think there'd be an easterly um which made that that a little bit more appealing but it's early in the day and as crip said before the the southwesterly will be, be light if anything so uh, just with the weight and the way it's going to be run he's going to be in front for a long way pretty confident chevelle de varga will be in the breeze mile is on his limit got a gift last start that's probably the only good thing I've done on Betfair Crip this season is when no change came out at the gates, I just bet, 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 bet Chevelle de Varga. Yeah, get, press the trumpet button. Where's the that's what you were looking for, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> it started. That's a very uh, that's a very rare good thing I've done on Betfair this year, Cross. Um, <laughs> but um, I think Chevelle de Varga will be quite content to be very casual in the breeze. I don't think he'll be – I don't think they'll be looking to go hard, looking to cross Mountain Ash, uh, which should make it a pretty controlled tempo or well, basically the tempo that Mountain Ash wants to roll him along at. So in front for a long way, Bruce Almighty on its back. Um, that horse is flying, like absolutely flying. So I'm – Are you convinced though that Mountain Ash is going to be able to get across Bruce Almighty? Bruce Almighty won't want to lead. You don't reckon? Nah. I thought they were really positive on it the other day. Yeah. And it took took a uh, took a 
It feels like it jumps a little bit better than Mountain Ash, maybe. Yeah, so. I think. Oh, sure. With the 59, I think Chris will be pretty content at the mile. That was my mindset, actually. I didn't even I hadn't even considered that possibility. <laughs> they might try and kick up and lead on Bruce. That's that's interesting. But I just, no, I just was just wondering whether Chris just thought, well, bugger this, I'm just going to lead and make them get past me type thing with Bruce. Well, but. being in barriers one and two, if, if Mountain Ash doesn't step and Bruce ends up in front, Luke might even tuck in. If that's the case, I don't want to be on Mountain Ash. I'd be yeah. happy being on Bruce, I think. Yeah. So Mountain Ash can't win, I don't think, unless it leads. So okay. um, very interesting. That's not something I'd uh, I'd considered, but both horses are flying. Yeah. And if I get my map, I think Chevelle de Vaux can be shaken off. I think Sentimental Hero will be sort of in sixth one off, too far off him. Um, do not understand the jockey booking crypt. I'm just, Sentimental <coughs> Hero. Do not understand. I was just about to say that I had two points written down for this race. As Look, I'm no knock on Raiden Garth by any stretch, but to have Pike and CJP sitting in the jockey room's Race one when you've got a Cerise and White Horse with 57 and a half. And that takes a sit. And a sit sprinter. you got just absolutely baffling. Anyway, the People other one. People are talking about it. That, oh, but the weight swings it gets. Well, if that's the case, <laughs> you never put Pike on a horse. You just put an apprentice on every single time because weight's the only thing that matters. So, dearie, mate. Weight, one of the more overrated mm. concepts in racing, <laughs> but that's a story for another that's day. How well, well, that's well, how uh, the data's done, isn't it? I'm, weights, I'm yeah. sure we'll be talking about that when the IJ Peters rolls around shortly. Oh, so yeah, it won't really be underrated. Really. <laughs> 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 what's, uh, what's one of your favourite sayings? Yeah, when right. it suits the narrative. When it suits your narrative, exactly <laughs> yeah, right. But I like that. The other thing I was going to say is, you know, I don't map a race exactly like you do, Terry, with the runner by runner, but even I reckon I could map this. And I also had Mount Nash going straight to the front, Bruce on his back, Chevelle DeVarga in the breeze, and it looks like above the peg gets 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Um, Maybe classic rogue, depending how aggressive up to the mile they want to be above. But yeah. I... It's funny because I don't like the setup whatsoever for Sentimental Hero, but I'm just so surprised that he's not favourite. Um, I marked him favourite. Like he's the same price as – basically the same price as Bruce Almighty. Mm. They clashed last – well, this is before – Are you going to give me the weight swings? <laughs> no, I'm not actually. This is before – Sentimental Hero, look, he went to the feature race, didn't run well, but it was on the backup. He was out of his depth. He started $2.40 in a race where Bruce Almighty was 26 bucks. They finished next to each other. I think Sentimental Hero was a better run. It was a heaps better run. Look, I'm not even going to talk about the weight swings because he loses a senior for an apprentice, but it just does not make any sense to me whatsoever on a starting price profile basis that they are so close together in the market. He's run behind Pom- Pompeii's start before. was excellent as well. Um, yep. I kind of like Sentimental Hero. I think the price is, is, is it, off. It is, yeah, yeah, I reckon. But in saying that, like Terry said, from Barrier 6, I would have loved it if he'd drawn inside Classic Row because mm. if Classic Row is one out, two back, I don't think Harvey's going to get pushed to the fence. So Sentimental Hero might have to go back even further and he gets back on a race where it looks like there's pretty strong speed early in the day at Ascot. It just might be one of those flashing light runs where we see a senior back on next start. And I'm watching Terry's... Facial expressions, and he's he's got something to say. Oh, and I fire, just, fire, I just, Terry. Bruce is ready to win. <laughs> Bruce is very, very ready to win. That last run, you go more economical than Sen- it was more economic. Economical cross. That was good talking. <laughs> than sentimental hero, um, but it was the only runner in that race won by Billy Ray um, to settle on the speed and still be there in the finish. And even the prior run over fourteen hundred, um, I don't think I don't feel like if you watch the final one hundred meters um, a couple of times, I don't feel like sentimental hero was necessarily 
taking huge amounts of ground off Bruce. Like I, yeah, just just purely from a speed map, I'm, I'm massive on sitting sprinters and um, senior jockeys. Yeah. So if this was Pike or Clint, I probably wouldn't be having a bet here. The reason I'm having a bet and I'm going to have a reasonable play, and Cripper's right, I do love my maps and love getting them precise. And recently it's almost been my downfall a bit because what happens to me here, right, say Mountain Ash doesn't turn up, doesn't handle the seven days, doesn't handle whatever. Who does it stop on? It stops on Bruce. So it probably ruins all my chances right there. So I do put all my eggs in one basket quite heavily in that sense. But, um, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm, Guess, mentally, I'm yeah. mentally committed to it now. What I'm trying to say is that I just think the market is way too focused on the map rather than previous mm -hmm. form and starting prices. Well, I, I had Sentimental Hero favour ahead of Bruce Almighty and Mount Nash. So I, I, I had Mount Nash 30 in line. So. I'm $2.40, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I was a sentimental hero on Matt Nash at the head of my market. Had sentimental hero just in front. But look, like I said, I've marked it with a three in front of its price and I'm not taking the $6 on offer, which probably shows that I just don't have a great feel on this race and probably happy to watch it. Sentimental Very hero well. for mine. Uh, you always, did you put a bid in on the uh, online sale, Terrence? Yeah, I put in 700000 <laughs> but the reserve was $1.9 I think. So, um, yeah, no. Did you see the bidding went to 50000 yeah, the, the last The last run must have convinced them to up the reserve, and, I think. Yeah, the reserve was, mm. I've, been, I've been told the reserve was 100000 mm. Western Temple, Western Temple? Western Empire went for 150000 and it's a year younger. So, reckon that might be slightly ambitious. All right, final word. I'm thrown by the 100,000 reserves. Um, <laughs> I'm going to back Mount Nash and Bruce Almighty for a result. I'm going to have a substantial bet too. So we're going to get off to a flyer? Um, I don't know. If Sentimental Hero wins, I'll probably just go home. <laughs> Very good. Race two is the Petaluma Handicap. This is a graduation 1,600 metres, special special. Special sort, rather. Um, going for five straight, one, two in Geraldton, two in Ascot is flying. I thought Wango Award has really uh, hit its straps back at Ascot since a little freshen. And there's a couple of others here that are offering a bit. Little Silver dominant in uh, Albany last start. Cripper, race two, the Petaluma Handicap. Thoughts? Yeah, yeah in interesting little race. Uh, Terry, what are your thoughts on the speed map with more uh, Mac Mac? With the blinkers on, mm. Addy on, lead at all costs? Or? Yeah, I think well, you don't go insane. That's got the 60, but uh, 100%. Yeah, it didn't go that well. Pike gave it a 10 last start. Just didn't go that well. I'm not a Mac Mac fan at all. Um, even in this grade in a 60 plus two starts ago, that was in Kalgoorlie. It was a $60,000 race, but it got beaten by Kiki Golson, who sort of half been sacked by, by that yard. So, uh, well, it was. It was sent to Peter Fernie. So, um, yes, I think that will be the go. But Mac Mac, first of all, can be a little bit. Dodgy out the gates at times. And secondly, the other leader for me is Little Silver from the wide gate. And I think the wide gate's a blessing just to try and put your foot down. Uh, it can be a little bit of a, um, a dodgy one out of the machines as well. But uh, if Mac Mac is slow away, I think Alan Kennedy will just try and keep marching to the to the fence. Yep. What about Black Spirit? Is that a, is that a map? Pest. It's a map, yeah. It's a map pest. I don't yeah. think it uh, has the speed to go with them. Uh, but again, I've said both of those can miss the kick on their day, and if that's the case, Black Spirit could end up in front. But I, I suspect um, that Black Spirit will be content sitting. Um, it can win actually, Black Spirit. I think I yeah. loved the run of Black Spirit mm. last start. She, they tried to go forward, I think, but just got beaten to the punch. So snagged, went back. She. Look, she didn't hit the line 
the best in the race, but That's she was never. Thing, it's just it? not her go. No. She's tough. I, I just thought I'd be with her wherever she went next start, but I'm just not sure if this is the right setup with Little Silver. Obviously, like you said, rolling forward. Mac Mac looks like they could be aggressive. In saying that, I've still got a high single figures. So mm -hmm. the um, crossway, yeah. I was nine bucks. Yeah, I'm 13. Um, yeah. the, I had a lot more interest in this race when it was just tab touch and there was one other agency up and they had- Oh, Brad went up 26. Are we going to ping, are we gonna ping Brad throughout the podcast for any errant prices that we disagree with? I don't reckon we should talk about Destino. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Brad messaged me Sunday morning saying he had nightmares about uh, Destino. Oh, so. well, we all get him wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, so at Little Silver was $7 and Black Spirit, as you said, went up uh, $20 plus. That interests me. The current prices of $4 and- 12 or 13 dollars not so much um because it doesn't a uh, black spirits overs but i just don't feel like it's a winning bet whereas 100%. little silver definitely does feel like that can win but four dollars is kind of on my price so bj mm -hmm. you're the man to talk about a horse coming from the wolfman's yard yeah well, so he was double dual accepted saturday and sunday albany he's out of albany and steve's focusing uh all his attention here which he should because he's a four dollar fifty pop and he's a Genuine, uh, genuine hope. Which arm, uh, which arms, Alan Kennedy, Kennedy riding without at fifty-seven and a half? I know, I know. He committed early that's in the that's week, too, so, isn't it? So BCF type stuff. Yeah. So Michael Heaton, Alan's uh, manager, said that he will uh, ride fifty-seven and a half. So, which is rare air for uh, Killer mm -hmm. Kennedy. So, um, I really liked his Albany win the other day. Not so much just the margin, just how he sort of he can be a bit of a funny horse and yeah. earlier this prep when he was at Belmont he was well fancy he did a couple of races very short in the market one was over I think he was 1200 first up then he went back to a thousand then he went back up to a 1200 so um so now Steve's stretching him out to four uh, what was it the other day 15. Well, he's and never lost below four uh, above 1400 meters that's right so it was mm. 1500 Albany up to a mile if he can get across and breeze outside Mac Mac without uh without overexerting he'll be real hard to get past, I think. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah, like you said, his preparation before last start had just been an absolute nightmare. Yeah. I mean, first up taken on, second up back to 1,000, probably didn't suit, and then third up at Bunbury mm -hmm. when he missed the kick. He was actually went really good that day. He went Albany, super. That's, yeah. I wouldn't take much. The Albany win was a massive bias day, and it beat Fly Better, who may not ever win another race. So while the Albany win was great, I wouldn't take as much from that as the prior run when it missed the kick, hunted through them. Like, that was a horse that says, I'm humming. Like, I'm the, going the thing so about Albany good. was he began and he tra and he yeah. travelled for Albany because yep. he could be a bit of, a, as Terry, sa Terry said, I'd be a bit of a funny beginner and also he can charge as well mm -hmm. if he if he's uh doesn't have the if he gets a bit excited so i think i think the reason why he was in those shorter races is because he was so keen and he they wanted this to go in shorter races with speed on to sit him but i think they've just surrendered to the fact that he's a on-speed horse and maybe 14 to a mile more his go yeah. yeah and even you don't even have to use his last run at albany his form from last preparation which was in town, was mm. more than good enough to win a race like this. So, yeah. yeah, he was on top selection for me, a pretty easy one. I'm more than happy to take on Wango Award at the price just from that gate. She gets back. I don't think she's that special, is she? I just yes. thought, I thought the run the other day. tell me she's not that good. <laughs> yeah, save that. I thought the, the, run the, other day, the run the other day was really oh, good, on, I thought. Really. Uh, yeah, it was a good run and probably – Similar, uh, yeah. Matt. It was yeah. almost. It was, it was a. It was a better run than, than Brave Spirit. A question. But, well, was it? See, so it was it a better run. Yes, it hit the line better. But as Chris said, Brave Spirit is a. Um, 
Is it Brave Spirit, Spirit or Black Spirit? Black Spirit, sorry. Black Spirit is a um, sort of a tough on pacer. It's on speed so horse, see a yeah. tough on spa- pacer actually hit the line, not too discomparative, that's not a word, to um, Wango Award. Yeah, I was, yeah. I just thought they just got in each other's way the whole mm-hmm. race. It was and one's four dollars and one's fourteen. Too. Yes, just yeah. looks under the odds for me. I most if Wango and Special Sort sprint together, I think there's only one winner here. Special, Special Sort was unlucky last start and it still won easily. Like yeah. it won just like it's better than them. Like I'm, I see no reason to jump off. Like I'm more well, than content to have. So I'm two dollars fifty Special Sort. Okay. I'm, Low fours, little silver. I'm uh, the same as Crip. I took Brad's um, Destinaya price, uh, the little silver price. <laughs> no, I took Brad's little silver price and, um, yeah, I'm $13 Black Spirit, $17 with one of the agencies. We can talk about them all now. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty keen to be on special sort and maybe save little silver. Uh, little silver for you? Yeah, on top. Not a huge push, but. Yeah, I'll probably have something on. Real like a depth to the race after that. Like we're happy to take on Wango Ward. Um, nowhere near Mac Mac. Uh, National Guard's going really National well. National Guard's going to win a race very yeah, soon. Yeah, National Guard's going really well. Um, yeah, it's probably one I didn't give enough time to in my market. Um, if I had my time again, I probably would have. But I can't see the winner from anywhere else, okay. even going close. So. Alrighty. Get ready for the Pinnacles, supported by TapTouch. Five spectacular Saturdays at Ascot Racecourse. Expect epic entertainment, fabulous fashion and heart-racing action. It all starts with Lexus of Perth Champion Phillies Day, our 1950s-themed race day on Saturday, November 18. Come and feel the rush. Early bird tickets from $20. Visit perthracing.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambling Help on 1800 858 858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Race three is the PKF Perth Handicap, running 66 plus over the 1,400 metres. And our man, Ian Butchie O'Connor, he's he rang me yesterday. He's very nervous. He's got the even money pop. Even money? Even money pop oh. in Younger Lass, a horse that he bred uh, and has nurtured. And it's starting to uh, come to fruition. It's all coming together for Younger Lass. But how's the price? Even well, I'm money. interested to know what you guys came up with market-wise. Should we say it at the same time? Uh, I, I don't want to say what I had it originally. Really? Go, let's just, go, go, let's go. just open fire, it up. Fire. Three, two, one, five four. bucks. Ah, that was four on the dot. What was I? 440. And I could have four, $5 was as short as I could have got it. I could have easy marked and double that, which is um, interesting when I think Brad went up $3. Three bucks. And yeah. I thought, well, that's short. And then all of a sudden she's $1.90, which yeah, baffles me. But on the flip side, it doesn't because anything that William Pike rides for Grant and Alana are just starting artificially short, which they had training and riding a lot of winners with that combination. So, I mean, the strike rate for punters who are blindly following them is pretty good. It's just yeah, a race they'd, with, they'd, like, they'd be having a good time of it too. They just yeah. win everything, Team Williams. And, yeah, good win last start, but it beat like horses that I could probably beat on foot. But like, it's a real <laughs> but, deep but, race. But also like, the – well, how are we saying the horse's name? Desenaya? Desenaya. Desenaya. Desenaya De- beat, beat her at Bunbury. Yeah, and let's and, But Desenaya started short last Saturday too. Yes. Don't forget, it was very short. Yeah, but let's remember that, that Desenaya had to work to the breeze. Yongalas sat in its back, and yes, it was up to a mile, but Yongalas didn't make an impression on Desenaya. Yeah, but they put the, Everyone's uh, saying, oh, that's such good form reference. I'm like, what? It, well, they you, did come back 200 metres and put the blinkers on though. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And that, that's key. And the horse is going super. And it can de- I'm, I've marked it favourite. I'm a $4 favourite. So I think it's the most likely horse to win the race. But $1.90. And it kept on. Like, I watched yeah. it trickle from like $240, $230, $220, $210. It kept going. And I thought, what am I? 
missing. Like I, I this was, has to start favourite. It'll probably start with a high two in front of it. Well under my price. I look to get it beat. But yeah, just like no change. Uh, we'll talk about it in a second. Starring mm. Knights is going well. Demolish is going super hard. I, I thought the trial of San, uh, San Fabrizio, but that's that's it. That's what it does though, isn't it? Yeah. San Fabrizio trial, like anything count. The sessions was held up the entirety of Manhattan Strip. Um, like there's there's eight of them the people, different people will make different cases for. Like so to have one horse that's going from a class three to a sixty-six plus at a dollar ninety. So that, so that means brave. that means there's Value around it's the fringes? Hat. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> there's awesome. value, there must be what, value, value what, what elsewhere in the market. Sorry, BJ, before we, uh, before the favourite. Uh, I was 350, younger lass. So I, I just assumed that it was going to be sh- going to be sort of yeah. shortish. But and that's you've added the butchie tax to that as well. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. I just, I just thought. Pr- Did you take it off? I also, it was probably more the team Williams tax. They yeah. just, they're just going so good, yeah. running through brick walls. That team. Nah, so. I respect that type of stuff. Yeah. So that's the worst thing. I'm trying to. Put a team Williams tax on it, and I'm still, still getting five bucks. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so, all right, so who, are, who else you got in your market? Yeah, well, I'm. Did you have about nine bets then? Because there were so many. Well, yeah. I have been getting a bit smarter with that. Yeah. So once it goes up that short, I move it enough where I'm yep. still taking on, but not silly amounts. So I'm end up backing every other horse in the race. Yep. But I'm happy to speculate on one here at a price, and that is the Toppy, and hopefully the leader. No change. Um, his form from last prep is really, really good. I mean. Run second to Magnificent Andy, so he yeah. doesn't need uh, any more introduction to that. Uh, first up in the Hannons, just completely forget he went around. I thought it was a, actually a really good run. Yeah, good run. Out of its great six lengths, yeah. and I, you saw enough there to know that he's going well. And then last start was I was actually on him last start as well at a decent price and happy when it handed up. Were yeah, you? Uh, I was, really, I was really disappointed. Should have, should have handed up when yeah, he on. handed up. But uh, what, what do they do after they make an error? They learn. They are going to learn. Mm. And uh, actually on the way here, I was listening to um, the Hour of Power, uh, the snippet of that, and, yeah, um, Jake was on the radio and he said we will be leading oh. on Saturday, which gave me um, put a bit of a spring in my step. So Tingles in your gooseberry. Exactly. Mm. Uh, double figures. I think when he leads, he's a pretty good horse and, yeah, more than happy to have saying on each way, double figures. So, um, so of course he was uh, he was scratched as a ten dollar pop on November but four. That was harmless. He just took yes. a fall and then did a little did lap, lap track. Just yeah. wanted to get his fitness up for this run. <laughs> little, so. tra- little track gallop. Yeah, it was I never going to be suited this off days. Exactly. <laughs> so you just need Brandon. Let Terry have a bet for Phil on Chevelle de Vaga, right? <laughs> just need Brandon to stay on the mounting yard and uh, then uh, get him around to the gates. Exactly. The yeah. Things, yeah. Now I'm uh, I'm with him. I'm six dollars fifty. So I'm with you. So I, I did prices when the I thought the Eastley would be in place at this stage yep. of proceedings and around that 14, 16, 1800 meter range I think that's when the Eastley is uh, probably most of your favour as a leader but um, yeah just exactly what Cripp said I'm pretty keen to play obviously at that price um, also I have something on horse number four War Gem um, was actually he's going good that horse yeah 11s to $5.50 last start um, which is a significant move uh, in a 72 plus back to a 66 here and yes BJ tactics because they've know. been chopping and that's, changing that's a little bit issue, lately. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my issue. No, they the two starts ago, there was no speed in the race. So, yep. Luke Campbell was forced to lead. So, I think Chris has to be semi-positive and just try and find a spot mid-cover. Um, chance you're deep. So, that's why you're, you're paying, you're getting the price you are, I guess. Plus, there's a lot of depth and an underpriced favourite in the race. But to take the ground off, it's funny because if no change runs last start um, in that race with Chevelle de Varga and who led? Who kicked up and led that race? Yeah. Um, doesn't matter anyway. Whoever yeah. kicked up and led that race, uh, Brooklyn Pier was on their back. 
Come on, it's not coming to me. Anyway, um, if no changes in that race, there's more speed and Wargem probably gets them. That's that's probably the simple fact. So the fact it came out, for Wargem to make the ground it did in a race with no tempo, that had to be one, run and won on speed, I thought it was super. So, um, yeah, I'm, I think I'm about it, 650. It's a good little race, this, because you've got the, yeah. the, the random uh, – the random younger lass sort of price. You got the the, the eye catching San Provizio trial. Trial put demolish in a three wide. You line got have a crack down the center. Got no changes. Got who's him. got better better form and better company. Starring Knights racing well. Demolish the sessions would have won a week ago probably. Yeah, the sessions never got out. He's got wings. Is going good for, for I summer. To say that and he's I, got wings. So yeah, yeah. But it was You're probably right. a better run than demolish. Yeah. What did you think of Noski versus Pike in that run? Didn't Noski just pull Pike's pants down? So Noski was on saloon bar and circled him and Pike should have just gone. Pike because he tried to wait till the straight to make his run and Noski won that race with that ride. I think there was nothing between saloon bar and he's got wings. So mm, yeah, exactly. I, I didn't mention that. I mean, before, just so. shows the Pike tax because now all of a sudden Pike's off. Yep. Michael Poyo is riding well. He's on and 35 bucks where I'm looking at the moment. And there's and even like a horse like Manhattan Strip, first time blinkers on, good draw, drops four and a half kilos. Could run a, run into a hole at, at a price. I don't know what is it like fourteen fifteen bucks at the moment. So there's quite a few angles to play here. And but I can't see it, any any of us being too keen to on the younger last situation. So we shop around. Manhattan Strip really good on the data. Mm. Strong. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. The other one. Amazing. Not sure if I'm going to save yet, but yeah, I, I like anyone love the trial of San Fabrizio. Mm. Um, now in his second prep with SJ, so you think he'd have a good handle on the horse, maps well, one over 1,400 first up last prep, albeit in easier company. I think, yeah, like we said, there's going to be a lot of angles you can look at if you're keen to take Do on. Do remember the money for San Francisco last prep as well? Mm. It was just bang, bang, bang every start. It would be fascinating to see, A, if that comes again, and B, if it can produce the trial form on the race day because it kept looming nicely but just didn't seem to have the turn of foot like it put itself in position a but i think this race will have um a horse with a turn of foot to get over it unless it can show that yeah i'll be cheering for day. butchie of course uh hopefully for him and uh, everyone involved the harvey family as well younger lass can salute just a quick one just a story of uh perseverance give the signal was uh, uh butchie's um Broodmare and the mother of younger lass, he got told to to give the uh, give the mare away uh, because she wasn't any good. And the last couple ladies producer have both been winners. So, bit of a story for uh, Butchie's breeding operation. So, I'll be cheering for younger lass, but I'll more than likely, with the current prices, be having something on No Change and Manhattan Strip Cripper. Yep, no, I like it. No Change each way for me. Very good. All right, the first of five feature races in a row. This is race four, the RJ Bob Peters Stakes. Uh, to, uh, the 1,500 metres is a group three handicap, but the way things shook out this year, it is an 86 plus, and I'm sure we'll be talking about weights and measures here, boys. Uh, Terry and Cripper, El Safina, the very short price favourite, under the scale has 59 kilos because she was the equal highest rated runner of the race. She's going to be giving some horses four and five kilos down the bottom and makes for a fascinating watch with the railway stakes seven days away. Remembering, of course, for horses like Admiration Express and others that a win will qualify them for the railway stakes. Uh, no victory here and they could miss out. Probably to the carbine. Mm. Uh, looking forward to this because I know that Cripper and I are in the same, very similar boat here, so it's uh, we won't be yelling at each other. We'll be yelling at Brad, maybe. I don't know. Just, mm. just anyone. Yeah, Clouds. just anyone. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just admit with the cl- 
Just shaking my fists. <laughs> Um, I must admit to being shocked. I knew that my price house Safina was going to be above what went up, and that's fine. But I must admit to being shocked when I saw the initial two dollars, and then every other agency going up at around two ten, two twenty, two thirty. It's on the wobble a bit now. Um, but just simply going from a ninety four plus, which was the last start, as a ninety two rater, the Asian stakes. Yep, I uh, got in on the minimum, the same weights as Black Fantasy and Admiration Express. Most importantly, there's others as well. Dropping back to an eighty six, where Black Fantasy is an eighty eight rater, Admiration's bang on an eighty six. Um, the weight scales uh, are right in those two horses' favour. Um, they're both drawn nicely. So is our Safina, but. For it to go up shorter for the Peters under these conditions than it did for the Asian Bowl a week ago, I was perplexed. Cripper? Perplexed. Yeah, look, as I said to you guys at the top of the preview, I think uh, weight's a super important piece of the performance's <laughs> jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> and, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head, Terry. So, uh, look, I'll come out and start right now. I've never, ever been – a massive fan of our Safina, which look is probably uh, to my detriment as what did she win last. Well, she's won she won six in a row, but he gave her a ten every single start, and the form lines are she, she beat the Velvet Queen on merit just. She only oh, just got to Big geez. Butter Boom. She only dead heated with Benji's. Took her a lot of the straight to get the gunmetal grey from the one one. Playing Marika probably could have won that day. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Look, and. So then first up, look, she trials really well. Mm. First up, Pike gives her an absolute 10. I was so disappointed when he managed to get off the fence as I was on Searching Rocks who probably he took her spot and she ended up getting caught three deep from Barry Six and it was all over from there. And I thought in the run, I was like, well, she'll just go on and win now. And then to not get over Marachino, who'd never won at 1,400, was going around at- Seven kilos. Seven kilos at 201 on Betfair. Comes out last week and didn't exactly frank the form. And how did the third horse go? Last of the line was beaten. Last length dead last. Still running. Um, does that does that say more about Marachino or El Safina though? Oh, I think last of the line just failed, um, and I think Marachino just failed. Marachino is probably a horse that needs particular hoops potentially. Yeah. Oh, and look, I'm going to contradict myself because I'm talking yeah. about <laughs> a poor form <laughs> reference, and I'm actually going to back another one coming out of that race. But anyway, I got to. Asafina, I saw the even money price, thought, holy dooly, there's going to be some overlays here. Uh, could have backed a number of horses. I ended up siding with Black Fantasy. Now, he was in the same race as Asafina, first up, coming off a long spell, trialled really good. I think Connections and Lucy might have been a touch disappointed with how far back they ended up getting in the run. My understanding of that is uh, it was Lu- Lucy knows the horse very well. She's done all the work. She's done all the trials. My understanding is that was Lucy's call. To go that far back. Yep. Okay, yep. fair enough. So, got back further than what no, I expected. I don't, I don't think you'll see that again. <laughs> no. Um, slightly held up at the top of the straight. Love the way you hit the line. Actually ran a faster last 200 than our Safina. Yeah. To be beaten, They there's a 1.5 length gap between the two. And now you get a four kilo weight swing. You get Black Fantasy drawn one. Drawn one. You know he's going – I actually thought he could lead, but he sounds like he's going to end up leaders back. He's – Best figures are clearly ahead of our Safina and he's was three and a half times the price. It's just a no-brainer for me and one of the easier bets I've had on this card. Yeah. Bang. Bang. I'm favourite. I just can't see how you couldn't price Black Fantasy favourite with the weight swinger with its um, 
with the first up run comparatively. And the big thing Cripper just said then was it ran a quicker last two than Al Safina, who they both had the same sort of economical runs in transit. There's no reason Al Safina shouldn't have run a quicker last two than Black Fantasy, who we probably expect to get better over further. So um, second up syndrome from a really long break maybe, but um, he came back. Had a lot, exactly right. That was the thing that made me feel a lot better about that. A lot of trials, little, and there was also a trial back in September as well. Um, Cripper said that he's thinking leaders back. So Ginger that being Baker. the case, Ginger Baker leads, let's yep. Gallivant, uh, rolls forward, outside leader. Has to, I think. Yeah, let's Gallivant's the other one that I'm fascinated by. It's my, I'm 40 to 1. I, I love let's Gallivant as a horse. If it's got barrier one, I'd probably price it six, seven dollars, but it's got barrier 10. Like it doesn't win from last and it doesn't win this from the breeze. It, it can't win. Like Chris has to put this in the 1 1. And I don't know how he possibly does that. Like this horse, I, I love Let's Gallivan. It was a Northern Cut win was good, on, albeit on a hot pad. Um, Hannon's was big. Hannon's was big again, yeah. but I just don't see how in this race with 58 giving, having four kilos more than Black Fantasy, four than Admiration, how you possibly win. So Let's Gallivan out the door, Al Safina out the door for me. Um, yeah, four horse race. Black Fantasy is my $4 favourite. Magnificent Andy, who I just cannot believe they aren't thinking about a railway this year when it's so weak. Like, you've just got to be thinking about it. It's a group one. Um, Magnificent Andy, 550. I've got Ginger Baker, 550. I, I reckon this <laughs> is the forgotten horse. Love so it. Yeah. I just think it's I, – I also priced this when I thought that Eastley was going to be in play. Mm, yeah, something on Ginger Baker last start when he drifted out in the Northern what'd Cup. What did you think about the ride on a leader bias day, Crip? Oh, Jared was uh, – he got a little bit confused, didn't he? He's Do you know that he was going back. And my feel is he was off forward. 36 days. Yeah. So they were trying to be a little bit cute. Let's be a bit soft on him. Let's be a bit nice to him. They'll learn on that. The last two times he's led, he's won and won so easily. Last time he was in an 84 plus. This is an 86 plus. Uh, he beat Aztec, Aztec Ruler by at nearly two lengths and gave him three and a half kilos. There's nothing saying Aztec Rule is far off a lot of these horses. No, no, I exactly. don't think so. Aggression, go to the top. People will say, oh, look at his record at Ascot. And I go, I don't think he was the same horse. No. Nah, I think he's turned into is- a different Horse. Yeah, like, sure. He's improved. I just Panels. think I just think we're talking about that form reference crit being a bit dodgy. So what are the other form references? And you've got the Hannons form reference with Magnificent Andy and, and that really good run yeah. with the 60. Yeah. And then you've got Ginger Baker, who's coming out of different form references as well. And if you want to com- like compare the form references, have a look at Ginger Baker's run against Search and Rock three starts ago. A rarity it misses the kick. It's in no man's land. The way it hit the line in the finally was anything. Like Ginger Baker has turned into a proper racehorse. I wish Brad Parnham was on because obviously it goes super for Brad, but I love Jared Noski on leaders. So, well, um, I, yeah. yeah. I think Ginger Baker's loss is Magnificent Andy's gain. I really like Magnificent Andy on, on Saturday. I thought that run with 60 kilos in ratings company the other day Deep too. was excellent. It was Huge. so good. Rusty Dreams just was probably a better run and had six kilos more. His hands, I just feel like he's building this bloke from the low draw. Uh, if he can stay outside uh, Black Fantasy. Even uh, three the fence. Yeah. He's explosive and Black Fantasy should go I, well. I just really like him. Drops, drops him weight after that excellent uh, last start run, what was that, 1,400, where he got back and hit the line hard. So I really like Magnificent Andy in here. One thing I want to mention about El Safina is, and Crip and I were just talking just off air, I reckon that was her best run yet yeah. behind Marachino. She's never copped a speed like that early. All the races she came out of last preparation when she was winning were all slow, slow early in dash homes. She's handled that. Um, 
I tell you what, if she goes close to winning this, Railway's she's over. it's over. It's, it's all over. over. Yeah, she gets in. Even if she wins this, yep. she'll go up to a hundred rate of beat. She's ninety six, yep. I say. Yep. So she goes up to a hundred. It'll probably be one hundred and two, one hundred and four plus no, no, with no Zaki penalty. coming out. Yeah, no so penalty. there'll be no penalty, and she drops six kilos. Like the railway is over. If I was having a bet, I'd be backing her for the railway rather than this race. Yeah, like, yeah. and I, I even just listening to Grant Williams on the radio during the week, he was kind of surprised at the weight. Um, and for me, uh, how, while I think this is a nice win if you can, but don't bust a valve to do so. So I wouldn't be surprised if um, she's – because she was pretty close the other day. I wouldn't be surprised if she's a pair further back. BJ thinks Pike's not going to try. No, I, I think I think, no. I think 59 kilos with a railway in seven days, I think yeah. they'll be – they won't be – this won't be chips Show in. Show me in the breeze. Won't be chips sure. in. So I was actually going to ask you, BJ, mm. is there – my biggest concern about Asafina was – She'll definitely run tomorrow, won't she? I just don't not yeah. want to see her scratch. Okay, that's yeah, that's a, well. Yeah. I just that's a, way, that's a that's a great point. And did he oh, Grant, say it, that he didn't think second up into a railway was enough of a ground? I think he needs her. the fitness yep. to get her to next week, but I, he just sounded dark about the weight. Um, yeah, which I don't think anyone. But but again, it's, it's, it, geez, it's if she just, comes out, oh, I'll I'm, start crying because <laughs> I've 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 chipped around it. I've saved Andy and Admiration Express. Like I've done a I've done a four horse banger here. Like and I've done to get your money back. Mate, yeah, I didn't even help her out by raising the minimum or anything. It's just like cop this yeah. fifty nine or a fifty four minimum. So I tell you what, if she can hit slide hard, runs top three four railways, good as over. I think. So, yeah. yeah, I can but see geez, that that setup the other day was so perfect for her. I, just, oh, I think sometimes man. you run into Maricino and he could be the best horse in Australia on that day. Like, yeah, I, I agree, and I, and I, I think that. sometimes it's like, well, that horse is just yeah, incredible. Yeah, I agree. Well, if Al Safana had 54 again here at the same sort of weight swings it had with those couple of horses, like, I, I'd, yeah, I'd have no issue with having Al Safana as short as the market does. I just feel like the market's priced it without weight. Yeah. I, I, yeah. We better keep so, moving. I'm going to – what are we doing? Black Fantasy? Um, they're the two I want to target. But Ginger Bake had my best result and I'm Black Black Fantasy for a result, but I'm not going to lose on Andy or Admiration Express. We haven't spoke about Admiration I'm Express. Have I have thought it was horrible too. first yeah. up. Um, mm. I know that I think Tommy Keane, um, but I, and he's giving excuses, blah, 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 but I just didn't think she went well. If you're willing to forgive that, I think she lands 1-1 here, and I think she's got the best turn of foot off a dime of all of these horses, So, but you have to be able to forgive. So, Yeah, a bit of forgiveness for me. I'm going to be having something on Andy and Admiration Express and Cripper. Yeah, pretty happy to be on Black Fantasy. I'm had Ginger Baker shorter than his current price. So he's a horse that I always get short, but Terry's and you, BJ, have almost talked me into saving. Okay. Alcefina price, we didn't ask you. Uh, Honest price. I wrote something different I was, preview because I felt <laughs> I was $6, but mm. if it was any other horse, would have been could have been easy double figures. Wow. Yeah. I incredible. wrote $6 on my Betfair yeah. thing, my rated price, but I was actually seven fifty. so yeah. I just felt I'd better just lower it a little so I don't you know like too much of a dickhead. I'm sick of sitting on the fence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good is. point. Lay of the year. All right, let's uh, let's take a break because it's Mastermind time. This is Brittany Taylor versus Chris Parnham. $100 to the Mundaring Hotel, up for grabs. BJ, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind Competition. Back by. It's back. Popular demand, uh, especially you know, considering Brittany Taylor was on her way to Mount Rushmore before we 
end of she the series. How many, how many? She's going for three. Okay. She's going for three. Okay. So, for three. so the Mundaring, of course, guru. It's been the heart of the hills since 1899, located Jacoby Street, Mundaring. The Treme- home of Younger Less. Yes, that's right. Mm. Tre- tremendous uh, weather at the moment. So drop in and see the publican Ian. Butchie O'Connor. Uh, I'm sure he's got the young, younger last photos up Jeez. on the wall already. Ownership's an easy game for Butchie at the That's moment, right. Yeah, and breeding. Breeding mm. and owning. So yeah. say good day to him, letting you know that you listened, of course, to the 1-1. One, one. Let's welcome back our contestants, our mastermind, first and foremost, Brittany Taylor. Hello, boys. Good. Well, I'd like to say it's good to hear that you're back, but I've been enjoying the fact that I could say that I was the reigning mastermind for uh, <laughs> however long it's been. Yeah. I'd- Tell you what, Brittany, it does. Uh, it doesn't feel like the same type of carnival, does it, BJ? Without um, without the front for Perth racing. How, how are you doing in your new gig? And um, yeah, are you are you getting any FOMO? Yeah, a little bit now that the carnival's rolled around. I was mm. okay when we were still at Belmont, and I was thinking, you know what, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm happy. Did you to get annoyed when attention. they made you fix the the leaks in the roof <laughs> while you left? That's the rumor I heard. <laughs> No, now that the carnival's rolling around, I'm starting to go, oh, I miss this. But uh, no, enjoying the new gigs, that's good. Excellent. And uh, tremendous work, Channel 10 as well, Brittany, mm-hmm. over the uh, over the carnival. Good stuff. Uh, tuned in every day. And uh, yeah, it was great. I feel, I feel as though, the, yeah, I was very invested in the Melbourne Spring this year. I feel like the last two or three years, it's starting to get me again, uh, especially the Caulfield Melbourne Cup. So I'm sure it's tremendous to be a part of all that front and centre. So well done and all your good work there. And just a reminder that you've got you've had victories over Mac Hall and Scott Embry. And today you're going to be trying to make it three on the trot, taking on one of our favourites here in the Mastermind, Chris Parnham. Chris. How you going, BJ? Yeah, good. Hey. How are you? Brittany. I'm going very well. On the verge of the uh, the uh, Pinnacles Carnival, of course, Chris, you got a tremendous book of rides tomorrow and you got some great rides coming up in the features. Uh, punching home a few winners as well. And, of course, you've the silks. Rode yeah, the silks as yeah, well. Yeah, rode in the 1-1 silks on Saturday. 10 out of 10 on Evelina. Mm. So, um, but, yeah, more importantly, he, I'm sure he wants to get back on the winners list here on the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind. Chris and Brittany, you both... Veterans of this competition, your names are your buzzers. Hold on. Just before we start, I tried to tee up the your opponent for next week, obviously not knowing who has won as yet, and Andrew Walker. You know what up, Walks? He said, yeah, no worries. Who will I be playing? And I said, either Brittany or, or Chris Parnham. And you know what he said? Unavailable. He Is said, unless Brittany writes an ode to me. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, heard, he heard about who he was up against potentially, and uh, he's actually pulled the pin. Is so that right? Weak. Weak. Weak okay. Walker. What up, what up, Weaker. <laughs> What <laughs> works. All right. Interesting. Let's see. Uh, Brittany might have put pen to paper there. That would be an interesting ode, oh, ode to Walks. I'd, yeah. Imagine if Walks ever wrote an ode. It'd go for longer than the podcast. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Britt, Chris, your names are your buzzers. To be crowned this week's mastermind, you need to be the first to answer three questions correctly. Guru. And let's remember, these uh, these questions actually have been done from start to finish, including the Who Am I by Toby Dunn. So he has done the lot done. The lot oh, of these. no, and these are going to be yes, so he's been, hard. He's been very passionate. Well, I think the Who Am I is very easy in all fairness. Uh, but he's been very passionate about um, about his question writing ability. So mm-hmm. we'll let him take the reins. Yeah, go for it, Tobes. Okay, Mastermind. Ah, we've got Pete back next week as well. Okay. probably. No. Mastermind, are you ready? Ready. Challenger, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. 
three, two, one. Who am I? They are your names, your buzzer. We're all over We're all good. Okay, yeah. wonderful. I'm a bit rusty here, Beach. Uh, who <laughs> am I? In my illustrious 19 start career, I was a winner of 12 races, including on debut over 1,000 metres in 2014. Despite being owned by Bob Peters, William Pike was not the most successful jockey aboard me. I first tasted black type success when winning the 2014 champion Phillies stakes for Peter Hall with Pike electing to Chris. ride. Brittany. Chris. Chris. Delicacy. Uh, that's an easy one, wasn't it? I'm back on board. Yeah. Uh, that was an easy one. It was delicacy. I, I usually read the rest of them out, but Toby has written about 400 paragraphs <laughs> here. So um, <laughs> long story short, it was delicacy. Yes. Don't know. Don't know yeah. in the Kingston town. Um, who ran third that day? No, who ran fourth? Dark Musket. Is that right? Each way, 600 to one. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Anyway. Tales, Tales from Terry. Um, Chris is 1-0 up over Brittany. Question number two. Name the last horse to win the RJ Peters Railway Stakes double. Brittany. 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 Nah, three. Is it two. truly great? No, he didn't win that. And incorrect. incorrect. Where's the where's the He didn't win the railway, did it? Won the Nord won the Northerly <laughs> Kingston Town with none other than yeah, Chris Parnham right. on board. Chris for the steal. That's right. Three seconds, Chris. Um, Two. Northerly. The last winner of the Peters oh. Railway Stakes Double was? I don't know, Gilded Venom? Scales of Justice. Uh. Scales of Justice. Oh. All right. This is a Terry question here. So, Chris and Brittany, how many times has Oscar's Fortune, favourite for tomorrow's Placid Art Stakes, been scratched on race day? Three. Chris. One. Brittany, Brittany, Brittany. Oh, Brittany, Brittany. Twice. I reckon she knew. What's the answer, Britt? Twice. Twice, it is twice. Oh, once at the gates. Once at the, the barriers gate. and once the foot. Yeah. Yes, and once <laughs> on the morning. So I've, I've got large shawl in tickets, so that's why I've, uh, I know those stats very well. So just go in the gates, please. <laughs> very good. One all. Okay, three runners in this year's Colonel Reeves competed in last year's Colonel Reeves. Name two of them. Chris. Chris. Uh, Hot Z and Red Can Man. Mm, Brittany for the steal. Need two of the um, three. All three and you're a hero. Okay, Hot Z. <laughs> Come on, guys. Oh. Terry, Red Can Man, Lava Rod and Nero Deo all competed last year and they're lining up again this year. Still one all. Okay, name. The Russell Stewart horse that James McDonald rose to victory at Ascot last Chris. year. Chris. Street Parade. Street Parade, correct. What a gift that was as well. I think, I think, the, uh, I think Russell's uh, post-race quote was it went alongside the birth of his children as his greatest day on earth. Jesus. Jesus Christ. One of the great quotes. Two, one. Chris has got his head in front. Here we go. Um, okay. One of Toby's questions. Here we go. All right. Name the first horse that allowed Bob Peters to win the race named in his honour, the RJ Peters Stakes. Brittany. Brittany. 
Mississippi Delta. Correct. That's very Ooh. good. Two all. The next question is how many S's are in Mississippi? <laughs> <laughs> all right. <What? laughs> no one's answering that. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Toby's question. A bit of an out whitey for the uh, for the, the tiebreaker. Saturday sees the first running of the Kenny Luck Memorial in Geraldton. Name the jockey that partnered him for the majority of his career. Chris. Brittany. Chris. Simone Altieri. Ah, you've done it. <laughs> oh. No wonder Brittany didn't want the mastermind to come back on. Chris Parnham. <laughs> Chris Parnham has knocked off Brittany Taylor in a titanic tussle. 3-2. Congratulations, Chris. You're back on top just in time for uh, the start of the pinnacles. Well done, mate. Yeah. Uh, cheers. It's got me in form at least anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, thanks, mate. We always appreciate you giving up your time here and uh, joining in here at the 1-1. And Brittany, always a pleasure. Uh, will we see you on course tomorrow? Uh, no, not tomorrow, but I'll be there next week. Right away, next. Very good. All right, that $100 gift voucher to Chris Parnham will be put in the mail this week. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, boys. Beautiful. Thanks, guys. Chris Parnham, back on top. Yeah, he certainly is. Uh, good win. Good win. Uh, he'd be a bit disappointed after Valley of Queens got beaten in the last at Bunbury yesterday. Um, <laughs> but uh, He's not the only yeah, one, I don't think. No, he's not the only one. But, yeah, um, yeah that'll, uh, that'll lift his spirits, I'm sure. Yeah, and we'll be getting him back uh, the day, uh, two days before Railway yeah. Guineas Day. So he'll be a good person to chat to yeah. next, uh, Jake, next Thursday. Yeah, good I reckon we can get a good one to take him on too. Okay. Leave it with us. You got something in mind? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, the Bundaring, uh, make sure that you, if you're a 1-1 faithful, get up there and support Butchie and the crew. Uh, tremendous venue if you're in the uh, in the hills in the area. Drop in and, um, yeah, and check out his big deck. Very impressive stuff up there at the Mundaring Hotel. Okay, we are back for the second half of the program, Placid Arc Stakes Day. Race five, the Lexus of Perth. WA champion Philly Stakes Lexus is a good get as a premium sponsor there for the uh, for Perth Racing. So the uh, champion Philly Stakes this year, 1,600 metres, set weights, Phillies only. It's been won by some very, very good horses over the journey. And uh, I tell you what, Keshi Price is at a very, very – Keshi Boom, rather, is at a very, very good horse's price at the moment <laughs> after, uh, after uh, taking down – Super Smink in the Burgess Queen Stakes 11 days ago. We've got Generosity, Riding Change, interesting. Simon A. Miller, very unlucky at its last two. Can it be the one to knock off the fave? There's a couple other here, but really, for me, it feels like, I don't know, I'm just really warming to Generosity at the price. Even the place price, I reckon, is is, uh, is really good for, for a horse who's had no luck its last two. And I think if Patty stays inside and follows Keshi Boom and Super Smink through, I think she runs a Definitely runs third and almost knocks off Super Spink for, for second in the Burgess Queen. So what do you blokes think? I'm yeah. thinking I had an absolute fortune on for the place in the um, Burgess Queen. So <laughs> fourth. <laughs> what what honestly, that was that wasn't a steer which I was very happy with. Nah, on a, on a track where you wanted to be rarity had Ascot at the moment. It was midweek, it was Tuesday, it was Melbourne Cup Day, you wanted to be central and running on. You drew seven or eight and you've gone back to the fence and running. Ayumi Ayumi got him. Early, if you watch, yeah, early. and Kalima as well. But yeah, yeah, you have to allow. Paddy, Paddy was found his spot, and then Ayumi almost reverse parked into his line and, and mm. dragged him back. Uh, but in that moment, he had an opportunity to go fence and follow Pike on Keshi Boom, who was following Super Smink. So that might have been a uh, option. But I'm, but 
you're right, on that day it probably wasn't the right place to be, but you know, in that particular race that's the way it turned out. Yeah. So, but, I mean, yeah, obviously, obviously, obviously the connections thought of as much as well because there's been a writing change, so... Chris yeah, Parnamon. Chris Parnham and Simon Miller have got a really good strike rate together mm. at the moment as well. So I think you might see more of that, obviously, with Valor Road and um, a few other mid-week runners, Malkar Dari as well. But, uh, yeah, Keshi Boom will win and win very well. I've had a, I've had a bit of a bet for the um, the Kingston. I, I, I'm not a big breeding buff, but I understand that the breeding suggests 1,800 will be a stretch. But for a horse to win that well over 1,400 off a setback, First up, a thousand. I was I was pretty taken by that. So, um, yeah, I've backed Zaki and Keshi Boom for the Kingston Town. So I'm just going to be sitting back and cheering for a good performance. I should have taken the two dollars thirty generosity to place, which was early, and I didn't. Um, yeah, guarding Kevin, the ruffie, if they lead. BJ was just your asking, mate. are your futures bets on the Nordley that a super swing out market or? <laughs> you reckon it's over? BJ does. BJ does. No. <laughs> No, not at all. Not at all. Sound, that's not what you're saying off. <laughs> well, she, she, she's also in the in the gold rush, so she could come back to fourteen. You never mm. know. So you never know. So that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, when she backs up. I too. think uh, I'm going to have something on generosity um, to knock off the fave, you know and then do. hoping for bad luck. Hey, you, know you should do. Have a look at the Don't same race multi price as well. I reckon yep. they'll run One, normal luck. They will run the Quinella. Yep. I'm very confident. Third will be. Either Paris, Paris Calling or Guarding Heavenoy Ayumi, I would say, one of those three. Um, it's probably a really good exotic race, but mm. I'm just gambling a lot on Saturday, so I'm going to just <laughs> chill out and watch this race. Yeah. What, did, what did the figures say about Keshi Boom the other day? Yeah, really good. On Quick a day up? where I've just been absolutely potting some of the prices of the W pipe mounts, she is the one where I can totally understand how short she is. I've Got her a dollar fifty, so okay. yeah, it makes sense to me. I think uh, what price you got? Generosity had generosity clear second pick eight dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything else twenty five uh, mm-hmm. to one and above. Can't believe the price of the boss lady. In saying that, she hasn't been one I've found this preparation, and she's won three on the bounce. So couple of nice steers. Oh, it'd be interesting if they even go around. It sounds like she's almost ready for the paddock. They keep saying that after each win, but. You keep seeing her front up next to it's, You don't get many goes at a $300,000 race at 10 bucks either, and the boss lady might be a reasonable horse, but I don't think the mm. boss lady's coming back as a four-year-old and going to be racing in many quarter-of-a-million-dollar and above races. No, so exactly. And I, I, don't, I really think, like we said, the third place and black the, type is no, just yeah, up the, for grabs, isn't it? Yeah, they're aiming for uh, the, the uh, ticky money there, get yeah. a bit of black type, you're right. 100%. Yeah. I don't know. I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling. I reckon generosity can really serve it up to this five. I know the five was normal di- up, you think dynamite. Yep. Normal up. Yeah. I, I, just, I haven't seen a more impressive win. I know. It was crazy. It was wild. It was so good. It surprised Pike. He was like, holy, that's just gone. It, 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 yeah. It shook it. It felt um, that summer where Team Williams and Bob just won everything, Western Empire, oh. and that had that sort of vibes to it. It gets 1800. The Northerly's over. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. But. I really, I just think that generosity has got something about it. I reckon it, it, Chris on, good draw, could show up. Um, it can stretch the fave at, at um, I, I like that $2.30 place price during the week. There's well. still $2.15 around the place. I actually did a place market for it. I was $1.65, I think. So, um, yeah, might be a good race to play Cornella. All right. Let's do some normal luck. All right, very good. And, and it will be interesting post-race whether uh, Keshi Boom Goes to seven days into the Guineas yeah. next week to just go straight to the Kings. Lock horns with uh, with Super Spink or straight to the to the Northerly. Uh, I think Northerly, I think sorry. Williams's have done that before with Perfect Reflection. She went champion fillies to the uh, Kingston Town and won. Um, okay. So uh, best Ruffy Crip. 
Give us one. Oh, Paris calling. That's not really rough, is it? No. Nah, nothing. Okay. Uh, daylight. AJ? What's a roughie? Ah, uh, horse at a long price. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll go brave spirit there. Brave strike, sorry. Brave strike. Yeah. Okay. Guardian yeah. heaven for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay, very good. All right, race six is the Jungle Mist Classic. Uh, the first of the four Phillies and Mares race series. This is the 1,200 metre set weights and penalties. Uh, good contest for the Mares. Baby Paris gets in really well under the conditions of the race. She's the highest rated runner of the race and interesting that they've opted to stick in Mares company rather than uh, lock horns mm. with the uh, with some of the uh, best sprinters going around in the Colonel Reeves Stakes one race later. Fascinating as well. Do you know that she, with a lot of agencies, Crip, is the second shortest horse for the winter bottom, second Western Australian shortest horse for the winter bottom if you take out Almighty Class, who's now gone because it's in most of the market. Who's that, sorry? Baby Paris is the second, yeah, shortest priced Western Australian horse for the winter bottom with some markets, which is- Interesting. Wild. Well, it's probably probably right. Like, it's just, we've got a bad bunch this year. Yeah, we're thin. We're thin. We're rebuilding, I think. Jesus Christ. Jeez. Do we yeah. trade pick one? <laughs> <laughs> they better not. Rowan O'Brien, if you're listening, just don't do it, please. Don't do it. Anyway. Yeah, 100% you're listening. Who are you listening? Who are listening? Yeah, we'll see what they <laughs> Now, uh, this this is interesting because the only horse with real speed is uh, 201 pop, isn't it? Magna Lee. Does that, does that lead these up and Bravey oh. Paris comes forward and sits outside it? What's well, the, what's the goal? I Lee? hope. I yeah. think flying missile, they like to sit, but geez, I'm keen on Dutch the gossip. And I have the biggest thing for me is if Magna Lee crosses. Um, three back paint. Either three back paint or just, it's just underneath flying missile. And where does Magna I think Magna Lee actually could be going pretty well. That's the funny thing. Mm. That's This is obviously the plan. It was unlucky first up, Super Trial. Um, but yeah, that's that's the fascinating watch early, um, how that all unfolds. I think Baby Paris probably gets to the breeze yeah. here without too many issues. I. I, I'm a big fan and I, I can see myself post-race going, God, that's paid $7 and it's the, you know, at the ratings, that's that's the one, blah, blah, blah. And I'm for 85 bucks. Um, but it ran second in this race last year with 51 and a half. Is it a seven kilo better horse? Albeit there's no Snipperucci here, mm. but Dutch, of course, it could be better than Snipperucci. Who knows? Um, is it a seven kilo better horse a year later? I don't know. Don't think so. So. I thought she was a bit plain last start, but in saying that, she was plain at yeah. Belmont and then she improved second up to win. I thought she was just- She's an on-speed 1,200-meter yeah. horse. That's her go. So that uh, was a 1,000 the other yeah. day, wasn't it? She yeah. just, yeah, she kind That's of got go. run off her feet yeah. uh, in the, um, what was that? That was the Crawford, sorry. James. Yes. Mm. <laughs> the Alabama Slammer. The Alabama Slammer. Uh, yes, and then, of course, we've got Flying Missile, who just, uh, just keeps showing up every prep. Drawn well, drawn to run well, trial good, Neville's flying, uh, Rusty Dreams, the gate, sticky, hurts, but was super first up. That's the Belmont Guineas winner. And Duchess of Gossip seems untapped. Um, not a bad little contest, Cripper. Yeah, not a lot of interest from me. Um, when Brad was so quick at putting up his feature markets, I was still finishing the form for a few races. Uh, would have loved, effort, isn't it, to put markets up that sooner? Like race books out at twelve, and he's got five races up by two p.m. Maybe you should have uh, spent a little bit more time on the race, and you might not have put <laughs> four eighty up about Duchess of Gossip. But I can't even claim it because I wasn't quick enough to get on. Wish I had that. Press price. the trumpet button, DJ. Where are no, we? I wasn't a trumpet. That was for me. Though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, right. um, that's quick enough. Yeah, I, I kind of had this. My market was in the exact same order as the current market. 
Duchess of Gossett on top, Rusty Dreams and Baby Paris, both key chances, but didn't know what to do from the wide barriers. And then flying missile, your fourth pick who, yeah, like you said, just keeps on keeping on, drawn well, trialed well. She can run a race in each way price, but yeah, I couldn't uh, find any reason to have a bet at the current odds. Markets, yeah. Markets really settled out now mm. and it's probably right on my price. I'm going to have something small, hopefully on the drift. Haven't had a send on yet. Thought I'd see $20 plus on random one DTA. I just thought that midweek win, like, and I know it's not a big deal, but he nommed it for the gold rush and stuff. Like, he's obviously at home going, oh, this is this is going. But when Pikey asked it for that effort, mm. that acceleration sharp was anything. Yeah. Like, I just loved that. So, um, yeah, I thought I'd see, and I still hope I might see 20 to 1 late with money for Duchess of Gossip and potentially – Rusty and, and the top two, but, um, yeah, it goes in quaddies at least. I reckon you will. Yeah. I reckon you definitely yeah. will. Yeah, yeah, I think we just hold fire and we'll, we'll see the price. You can race handy in a, in a nice 1-1, one, 2-1 one, one type spot. So, um, did, you, um, yeah. did you see that? I think it was that 64-year-old bloke he nominated for the AFL National Draft. Crippling. <laughs> 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 Unrelated to DT, but oh, just interesting. Yeah, no, you are, you are bang on as well because Fleur Delacour is still on the railway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, valid point. Yeah, value too, isn't it? Fleur Jeez, Delacour. Love the win, though. Yeah. Just shook it up. Mm. Pikey, I reckon it wouldn't have been that easy a decision for Pikey to jump off. I reckon he would have loved to ride DTA wherever it goes next. Yeah, I bet. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about Duch Duchess of Gossip at the current price for me. I think I missed the boat there with the earlies. So I think I'll be staying out of her, playing around. I like, I'll be having something on Baby Paris and Flying Missile. They're my two for this race. Uh, I think Baby Paris comes across, Breeze's class runner. If she, if the stable has her peaking on the day, she'll, it'll take a good horse to get past her. And Flying Missile just tries hard. It'll give you a run for your money, drawn well, will go good. So we're just banking Baby Paris in the breeze. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think that's the move. Mm -hmm. Beat Fanter at weight for a or set weight to please. What's yeah, Rusty sure Dreams doing? Snag and win the next two. Yeah, yeah. in the mile can win this if the race pans out for it in the right way. But geez, stiff old gate. But you'd suspect she'll be awfully hard to beat for yeah, in 16, you, 18. You kind of need someone to be a bit bold in the three wide line for mm -hmm. a, to to drag Rusty Dreams into the race. I think yep. so. Uh, is that? Uh, Little strawberry, no. Valency, no. Got us a giving, not sure. So it feels like it's going to be a stretch for Rusty Dreams in the 1200, but um, all right. Witten's Irrigation and Design. They're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Race seven, the Colonel Reeves Stakes, the last local lead up to the Group 1 Winterbottom Stakes. Uh, 1,100 metres set weights and penalties, and it's a bit of a rinse and repeat from uh, what we've been seeing recently through the Crawford Stakes and the Prince of Wales Stakes. Red Cam Man, My Bellamy, Man Crush, Hot Zed, Laver Rod, Nero Dio, they've all raced against each other recently. The only horse missing, I guess, is Snowdome, who uh, bypasses the Reeves and I imagine goes straight to the Winterbottom. Interesting runner here is Clemenceau, former Team Hawks, purchased online by Ganjimi Racing recently. $200,000 they paid for this. Uh, won five of his first nine in Sydney and um, has some really good four lines. I think he's got beaten two and a half lengths by and think about it. 
the uh, Everest winner. So the forms there didn't really like the trial, and I see that he's nominated to trial again at Belmont on Monday as well. Mm. So he could be a scratching in the Colonel Reeves, but he was the interesting runner, I suppose. But Jeez, money will tell a story. Mm. I was just about to say, uh, for the connection's sake, I hope he saves his best for race day because mm. that trial did not Which, flatter. A bit yucky, wasn't it? Mm. A bit yucky, yeah. Dear me, well, I've laid. Red came in at 380, and I've just laid it right then, Crip, for uh, somebody who wanted uh, 1500 at 290. So I've tried just tried to consolidate my bet and taken that as well. So someone's obviously wanted uh, some 290 a day out. So uh, I dare say I'm going to be uh, backing that one back at a loss. But that's okay. That's all part of the fun. Uh, anyway, um, this is so thin. Like This is the fact, yeah, just looking at last year's version of this, it was this will test you. Elite Street was in fourth. Uh, Red Cam Man second. Red Cam Man was in sixth. Red Cam Man's a different horse yeah. this year, I think, in my mind. Um, anyway, it's just, yeah, it's a sad addition comparative <laughs> to last year. It feels a little bit flattening. Um, what, like this? Yeah. But the big thing for me is Man Crush will lead um, on its ear. Uh, Red Cam Man will be in the breeze. And if you look at the last twos, Red Cam, uh, Man Crush actually ran a quicker last two than Snow Dome, um, who sat in the breeze outside of it. But Man Crush got home better than Red Cam Man, who had the 1-1 one, one that day. So um, I just think there's nothing between Man Crush and Red Cam Man on what I've seen this prep. I just think they're very similar horses. Um, and one's going to go around at three bucks. One's going to go around at eight. So I, I find that highly disrespectful for Red Cam I thought Cam you might, but just <laughs> – <laughs> Purely, so I'm I'm not talking about the careers in general, yeah. but just those two runs. There's been nothing between them. Yeah. I just think they've been the same horse. So I can't see the price differential. But my Bella May is the one that should park on them. I mean, are you I surprised by the market? I thought they would have. I, I thought they would have come Bella for my Bella May. I don't know how she's not favourite with the, with the map the way it is. I think there's worries she might be through the fence, but. I don't know if Clint will go mad on Man Crush. I know that Sean won't be going mad on Red Cam Man. He'll be happy to control from the breeze and try to out-tough him. So I think yeah. Carberry's a big chance of being leaders back here on uh, uh, on My Bella May. That's where she was when she won the Sewer Flower over Halatorian, uh, which is the form reference that I think will hold up here. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I just think she was super last start and it looks a nice setup. So, My Bella May was my favourite. Man Crush and Red Cam Man equal, say, equal second favourites, which means I'm backing My Bella May and Man Crush. I'm actually surprised now, but My Bella May is not favourite. Mm. Every man um, and their dog's tipping My Bella May. Scotty yeah. Embry has it at so his best. I'm, I watched I'm tip, Digby's show. I'm tipping this market's going to change a bit. Mm. Is that what you're – Rating is showing at all, Cripper, oh, or not really? Depends know. what you use, isn't it? Yeah. This race is – yeah, I didn't uh, – probably the second of the features, which really just I didn't have a good feel about. The problem for me is that the race that Red Care Man and Co are coming out of last start rated really poorly, and it's got me thinking what Terry has just alluded to is Red Care Man finally getting to a stage where he might just be starting to uh, decline or over the hill. Um, but in saying that, BJ giving Cripper daggers. Right I know. Now, in saying that, he he's got the starting price profile over him, and he gets back to set weights and penalties, and he's got a good map. So I can, I marked him favourite, and I can definitely. Oh, price. It's four forty. Oh, geez, I'll be tickle pink with that to back it yeah, back. Yeah, but I just had, yeah, I didn't know about this race. Um, I have to have him favourite out of respect, but and I guess you could say that you know maybe just last start that wait for age and. Two runs at a thousand, he just was a bit dow for that, and so eleven hundred meters at set weights and penalties, he will be right up his alley. But I probably need to see him do it, and I won't be on. I thought in the second up, I thought the play on the day was to ride him for speed, 
And I can see what Steve and Sean were doing with lofty ambitions, this preparation with a winter bottom and a gold rush to come. Uh, however, in my mind anyway, I feel like they gifted the race to Snowdome by not being more aggressive early. He jumped a length and a half in – he jumped a length in front. Man Crush was able to work forward and um, Snowdome ended up breezing. But if if they make a stronger play for the breeze to sit outside Man Crush, Snowdome's three wide, no cover. And I reckon Red Can gets the better of Man Crush in a two-horse war up the, up the race, up the straight. And I think – The final splits don't worry you? I just feel like that's the way the race was run. Cripper said it wasn't a high rating mm. race. Is that right? I suppose because yeah. two low rated four year olds ran first and second. No, right? I'm, just, I'm not sure about the actual benchmark figures, whether they went hard or yeah. not. But yeah, the race didn't rate well. Yeah, because they were able to run low 33s leading and breezing, right? So h- how are you going to get past them? And I thought in a perfect world, Red, we, they would be more aggressive with Red Can early or more aggressive with Red Can prior to the turn rather than staying in. He would have been right on top of them on straightening. So I feel like he toughed it out to the line well. I agree, 2000s within two weeks is not ideal for him. The 1100, I reckon with no breeze horse, Sean can have him on Man Crush's girth and I reckon he'll he'll outmuscle Man Crush late. My Bellame has the zip to get off heels and get last crack at him. That's it. Yep, Either yep. Red, Car- Red Can wins in my mind or my Bellamy grabs him late. Man crush none? No, not for me. Oh, I like that. No. Oh, none. Yeah, but I, yeah, funny old, funny old race. If, if it goes beyond, <laughs> well, those three are the three mapped runners, aren't they? If yeah. it goes beyond that, then, yeah, too good. I don't know. I had no confidence in my market whatsoever. Based on their last start figure, I've, all of a sudden, all those handicap horses come right into yeah. it. Like yeah. Beads and go through walks and. Well, Laverod was good first up. Think about yeah, it. He was against and the man weight crush. and blinkers. I, I thought Nitinir Adair was all right considering he was three wide no covers Jeez. in the tyres. Lack so. does. Lack does had a tough campaign on Nero Adair, hasn't he? I'm not allowed to say that now. We're sponsored by Perth Racing. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's just, no, he's just the horse has had, uh, hasn't had a huge amount of luck. No. So it's it's probably the, the one that suited away for age, but it's still now. It's I still do like 11, the intent, BJ. Zero from 11. You're talking That's about cool. with Red Cam Man just to, you know, he's. He's a tough old veteran. Yep. Get him in the breeze. Making him get past him. Exactly. That, that's that's my thing with yep. him. Uh, but I suppose you don't want to get – you don't want to have to go to war with him too many times if, you, if you're if trying to win big races, I suppose. But in my mind also – I think it'll be a soft war though yeah. because it's no, but I mean no like, pressure. Like last, last start, mm. I'm sort of thinking – but in my mind, I don't know how many wins Red Can's got left in him, right? So I want to see him – Take what's on offer. If he's going to win if another race, just keep could just be it. It's like give him the chance to yeah. to like feather his sort of record a bit and make his res- stretch his resume out because he's he's better than his resume as a whole reads. So I think he deserves some more feature race wins. So I'd like them to take what's on offer, but at the same time they they got one eye on the big races. And come. are you hand on heart confident that he's going just as good as say this time last year? Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's definitely going as good. I think. Steve thinks he's got him back to where he wants him to get, but at the end of the day, he's trying to get him to be spot on for the winter bottom and, and the gold rush. So you, you, you're playing two games, really. But I think he's going to be good enough to breeze outside Man Crush and get the better of him. Who's your favourite here? Who would you mark favourite? Red Cam Man. Favorite? Red yeah. Cam Man? Yeah, but he was, I was like $3. So, okay. yeah. What are we now? Two eighty. Mm. But I was three fifty at my Bella May. So I'm, yeah. I, but I, I was sort of expecting him to... I might Red Cam Man favourite thinking my Bella May would open favourite. So, yeah. Fascinating, isn't it? Mm. Tough. All right. The big one, the half million dollar 
Placid Arc Stakes, sponsored by Tab Touch. This is race eight of the day. Set weights, 1,200 metres, and a uh, bit of a kick in the guts a couple of days ago when we found out that the Mitchell Pateman trained Almighty Class, who was the second favourite of the race, has had to be scratched with a virus and will mess, miss the rest of the carnival. Um, that's a big shame and takes a little bit of the gloss away from this race. But uh, Oscar's fortune, the unbeaten Dan Luciani trained three-year-old. He's big, he's powerful, uh, races on speed, got William Pike in the saddle. He's the favourite and it looks as though Simon A. Miller has the uh, has the potential weapons to give him the most grief in the Phillies, Augment and Pachula. Who wants to start this one? Oh, here we go. I feel like this is the podcast grand final. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> That's my grand final. Now, nah, look, I'm um, obviously – well publicised about your futures bets, or yeah, you can say. All right. Well, Terry's had a decent go on Oscar's fortune at. Would you say six <clears> bucks? Oh, I kept betting six, 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 five, four fifty, and three thirty in two eighties in recent weeks. So it's yeah, all in yeah. as well. So. Now, firstly, well done because you got a very good price about a horse that's got to go around. Well, at the moment, two dollars fifteen, but could start potentially shorter than that. The way the market seems to gravitate towards him. The key thing is that it starts. Yeah, got to get in the gates. Um, <laughs> it's, two, it's four from six going race day of actually starting. But so. look, so I know you. it's probably hard for you to assess this race because you don't have to didn't make even try. any decisions. <laughs> like, I wouldn't even – did you even do a market? Uh, no, I didn't. No, okay. No. All right, well, I'll talk about my market. I've got full respect for Oscar's fortune. I've been on the bandwagon since start number two. Um, yeah, love him. Tough, on speed, raw, looks like he's got – more gears to go through. But at $2, I just have to bet around him. Reasons being, first goal at 1,200 metres. He- This has got 3-1 no cover written all over it. There's a stack of speed in this race. <laughs> By then, the Southwesterly, I think, is going to be probably at the strongest point uh, of the day. Yeah, He's been up for a, a while. He's raced- Had in, a freshen. Had a quick freshen, but sort of in his first- Campaign. He's raced every month since August. Fit. <laughs> I just think. Look, I like. He's not the same type of take on as, say, a couple of the ones earlier in the card, like mm -hmm. Younger Lass and Al Safina, where it would not shock me at all if he comes out, gets to the breeze, and really dominates. But yeah. I'm going to go with the contrasting form line, and I am on augment. Mm. Um, it's probably where the scratching of almighty class may have helped you a little because you could sort of pinpoint down. You know what I mean? The, well, that was probably the I pick was of absolutely gutted when I saw the scratching mm. of almighty class. He was clear. Were you going to back that? Oh yeah, I was yep. chips in. He. Uh, the reason being, so Augment and almighty class dead heated last start, but I feel like Augment settled a lot better on a moderate tempo, whereas almighty class was just pulling his head off. And yeah. We saw first up what he did on a hot tempo. He's just built. For a race like this, where you would have just sat in behind him, travelled strong, very big on morning cover as well, and just needed a gap at the right time, and I reckon he would have gone whack. Whereas I don't think Augment is as good as Almighty Class. But on the flip side, now I'm on Augment. I don't have to beat Augment if that makes sense. If I was on Almighty mm. Class, so just there's one less key chance in a race, which I think lacks a lot of depth. So Augment for me, uh, I'm, I'll be hoping that they just go. Hammer and tongue on all these ruffies who like to go forward. I'm, I'm sorry, Terry, but I hope that Oscar's fortune is just in a world of hurt at the. Do you know that I square up the race as long as Hanshi runs a place? I couldn't have punted any better here. Yeah, you've done well. You've done well. Hang on, hang on, hang on. 
It's another one, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I actually don't want to talk about it, though. Like, I don't want to talk about it. And, yeah, the cherry on top for you was just almighty class coming out. That is some of the best best is, luck yeah. I've seen in a long time. With, I don't think I've markets. had a huge amount in recent times, so I'm, I'm going to cop that one. But yeah. in saying that, I, I don't like it from the from the point of view of the race, though, because this was a cracking – it still is a cracking clash, but almighty class versus Oscars oh. Fortune versus Augment versus Hanchi. You have to include yeah. Hanchi in the conversation, who was super – I would, incl- I would include Pachula in the conversation. And, um, and Pachula because of the better uh, draw as well, but – Well, if Ripcord drew a gate – yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I will yeah. still definitely be – there's two I want to chop out on, Ripcord and Petua. Yep. Uh, is getting a little bit short now. 11 bucks I thought was probably about the right price. Yep. I'm just going to have something on Ripcord to get even on the race and just – I won't even be watching it because I'll be watching Paddy Starberry give uh, Augment a 10 out of 10. <laughs> but um, he, if he gets any sort of luck from a gate, he's the one that gets the weight swings. He's got a decent starting price profile. He would not surprise by that stage. Maybe they are making ground if he comes flying down the outside. So anyway, BJ, I'm you know where I sit. You know where Terry sits. We need a median. Well, I'm I'm going to be backing both the Simon's horses, Augment and Petrula. They're my two. Uh, I missed all the. I mustn't have uh, been on the WhatsApp chat when Terry was uh, doing all his futures business. Uh, Secret squirrels over there for the guru. Um, so two twenty, I can't, I can't be on it. Um, I, I, Still overs. Yeah, augment Petula for me. I just want to talk about LK Fernie. Just what do we got? Four just runners, just loaded, and he and, did, uh, and they've hated him at the draw. Mate, he is eleven, cop- thirteen, fourteen. He has caught the worst draws. For speed horses, mm. it's this is going to be wild early. So I, I'd be fascinated a with a lot of banner from great, Gate One. How aggressive are they? Um, does Chris and Over get to the breeze? They, they'll it, be looking. They won't be looking purely from a team point of view, but they'll have an understanding. I reckon it's a lot better it. for Augment if a lot of banter doesn't let um, Pikey cross and find the fence. Like yep. Oscar surprised me last start with how quick he begun comparative to Chris and Over. Mm. Could have probably kept going. So. Um, yeah, that's another feather. But in uh, saying that, Chris Nova isn't the greatest beginner. Yes, exactly right. Exactly. I was actually surprised Chris Nova didn't go to the uh, Phillies and Mares race with 50 kilos from Barrier 2, so they were none for both. So, um, yeah, Oscars might have to do something different here. Chris Nova goes mad and looks to circle it and get to the breeze. Um, yeah, I'm I, I'm pretty confident I'm backing the best horse on the card here. So Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't love it. I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know. I don't think it will lose a race in WA. I don't know. I think it's a very good horse. Dion going. Not for- many horses respond like that when like pressured, and not many leaders, breeze horses can kick again and run sectionals like that. He's just yeah. My my concern is what Crip said. If he's just not his day and he's not right, and it'll be an abject failure. I, I'd. I think I'd be surprised if he was beaten on merit. I think it'll be a just a, I've had enough. Or as in, you just get to the breeze, rolls along at a solid tempo. Yeah, and he would just kick and win from yeah. there. Yeah, no, yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised whatsoever. Yep. And the other thing, we always talk about this when in a race that's got a lot of speed engaged, sometimes it goes the other way. Yeah. All of a sudden, I just Nucky not handlebars down on Chris and over or- It's I, not I, just those I can't, clues. I can't Even see- Tate wants to lead. Lord Lala will probably want to lead. That was its win. Um, because I'm not worried about the, the horses drawn wide. I just don't think they'll be part of the race, like weapons hot. And I don't think they'll snow prints. I don't think they've got the speed to get across there and really impact. So I just- I, I, yeah, I'm, Is I'm there not sure. Hypothetical. But that might help Hunchy. Uh, yeah. Um, $18 for the good punters out there. Uh, that might help Hunchy uh, if there is a nice three wide line and, and Chris and over is perhaps leading that three wide line. But yeah. if, if a lot of banter leads and Oscar sits outside, any chance Augment gets its back? 100% there is, yeah. It's going to have to beat them on merit. Yeah. yeah. 
Hundred percent. The just, barrier just, 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 just to me, depends. You messaged me afterwards. You said you're happy with it, and I just felt like giving you a spray back. What do you think, Crib? Do you think I'm happy with it? There's four major <laughs> chances. There's Almighty Class. There's Augment. There's Oscars and there's Hanchi. Right? I've backed Oscars and Hanchi all in. They've drawn eight and thirteen. The other ones have got two and five. Am I happy with it, Crib? What do you think, son? Uh, What's your level? Well, of I, I thought you might be able to spin it in a positive light. Well, to put it back horse, on so. your terms. Yeah, I'm on the best yeah. horse. The thing is, Lord Lala and Leading Taddy Blinkers have gone back on. Low draws, they're going to be looked Taddy's to be- Taddy's the one. Yeah. Lord Lala, I don't know if it's got the speed. Yeah. But Taddy, definitely, yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, like, what does Luke do with his horses? Like, they're all- Scratch them and run a midweek. Yeah, them. like it's- it Apart feel, from Ripcord. It feels like if they just go back, they it just it's a non-event for them, really. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Um, it's interesting that they're all they've all stayed in for That's those why I didn't games. want to decipher this race. I should have just walked away and let you two do this one. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna end it I'm gonna end my thoughts anyway. I'm gonna have something on Augment and Pachula. Augment for you, Cripper. Augment and chopping out on Pachula and Ripcord. And Terry just can't lose on this race, so he's all good to go. He's on the best horse. Yeah. So. Best Sec- right. second and fourth and the second coming of Black Caviar. And also there's <laughs> second and fourth and I'll need a cuddle. I'll walk east if <laughs> Anything outside the top five in the market wins. Actually, you'll Chris, walk east. Well, how far? Three steps or? Yeah, I might go to um, Cross Manning Road. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, I'm surprised at Chris Nova's $18. I thought uh, those um, numbers could be the wrong way around. How does she possibly- what, should be $81. <laughs> I how, does, how does Chris Nova win There's this race? There's a lot of fill in this race, isn't there? There's a lot of fill. Yeah. Uh, I saw yeah. this being an eight nine horse field. I thought I thought uh, a lot of these wouldn't bother. So, yeah, um, yeah fascinating. I think when Almighty Class are you going to do a ring, in, do a ring around Terry? Hope I actually had every horse outside the top just, six hundred one. I just want him to jump because I'm going to lay off a good chunk of Oscars. So I reckon I just, Terry's I just wanted to jump. I appreciate you. Terry's going to leave and start ringing people and trying to convince them to run midweek. I think <laughs> so, especially if they're running against uh, Black Caviar. It's so, <laughs> I'm confident. All right, Guru, what time is it? Um, so I'm I'm rattled now, BJ. So I don't know what time it is. Uh, it's time for the get out stakes. Of course it um, is. O S C A R S T E A K S. The extremely popular BJ. get out stakes yes. competition brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, he's a captain coach out there at uh, Market City Meats. Swing pass. Say good day. Group one, gourmet goodness from Market City Meats. Now, to enter the Get Out Stakes, send us a tweet at the11pod on Twitter or X. We're we doing X or is it still Twitter? Twitter. Twitter. Uh, who wins race nine at Ascot on Saturday and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And the Sam White rule is back in vogue, first in best dressed. Terry, the last, the Get Out, the no, lucky. No idea. Crip? Um, look, I was chips in Rear Admiral first up. In the run, I thought, here we go. This is uh, fill-up time. Still scratching my head about, I don't want to say how poorly she went because she still ran third, but I just She's thought good. from the run that she had, thought she'd just win from that position. In saying that, strips fitter, blinkers on. Drops in weight. Drops in weight. Uh, there'll be good speed, so she'll probably get the chance to park in just behind them. I do still think she's a really nice horse and I'm happy to give her a mulligan, albeit got nowhere near the same amount of confidence as I had on her what first up. What price did you take first? Uh, you what price did you take first up? Uh, 280 down to 240 Yeah, from yep. memory. Uh, so you got your handicap down to nine by just taking a few mulligans around there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we love a mulligan. No, um, and the stable mate looks like the, the looks lead, like he's going to lead him yeah, up. Yeah, the leader. Mm. And it was just hard to... 
Not look, I don't. I haven't had a cent on Rear Admiral at the moment. Uh, marked her four dollars, but she just seems like the obvious way to go in the last. If you can forgive that first up flop. This is acid test day, isn't it? You're going to get a nice cover. You've got the shades going on. Doesn't win here. It's not as good as people and the SP, I guess. Yeah, I uh, hope so. Yep. As I, I was know. saying on the on the way here, I was caught the hour of power and uh, both trainer and jockey were on, and you just can tell they've still got an air of confidence about it. They mm -hmm. think she's really nice and she works like like winks. So yeah, yep. I'll back him into her to bounce back. Yeah, I'll just have 10 cents on. Metallon with the shades going on, all five wins. Blinkers on, three wide line late in the day, southwesterly. Not how it usually wins its races, but found the line pretty well last start. So there was money around. It was a setback before that run. So five, six bucks, I'll have something on, and I'm going to have something on. He's gold. It was horrible last start, but the trial was that good in front of Dom to shoot. Just going to give it a little bit of forgiveness. He should go around 100 to 1, I reckon. So. Yeah. I'm pretty keen. Saloomba in the last. I really, really like this horse. He's been a He's been an absolute... Um, sucker for punters since day one. If I could pick one horse I knew you were going to tip today. Yeah. It would have been Salumba. Uh, and, and, and people best, so. and people uh, have and understandably have Salumba fatigue, but I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Where's the trumpet button? <laughs> BJ's the only one that gets to press the trumpet buttons. I'm not one of them. Um, I really, I just feel like this guy in is. He's got more levels to get to. I just think he's a big dopey bugger. And once the penny really drops, he's going to be a serious horse in uh, 2024. Um, and he's going to start edging his way through the grades at the back end of this year. So uh, I, from gate two, smothered up, Noski on. I think I'm feeling like three back the fence. If the speed's on through Capricorn Man, sock off, double spice, there's a bit of gap. He can maybe get out, edge out onto rear admiral's back. Get last crack at him. Saved up for one one dash. He's got wicked turn of foot. And uh, Saloon Bar, I reckon there's going to be money for Rear Admiral, money for Metallon. Saloon Bar, you might get six, seven dollars, and that'll do me. And they're lucky. And they get out. Did I hear correctly, BJ, after his win, which, yes, I agree, was awfully impressive against the pattern of the day? Did Dan say that he's definitely a better horse ridden cold? Or was that wrong? Uh, I think. I don't know whether he needs to be ridden ice cold. He's just he just drew out there last yeah, start. Yeah, but um, speed in this, he's going to need some luck. Yeah, yeah so he just he will yeah. come out neutral, three back, four back the fence. Yeah, I think that, so. Hope they go that fast. It just he weaves his way through. Opens late. it. I I, feel, I reckon he's he's got a lot of talent. This horse. The other horse who is flying, who I will definitely be having something on, and because Neville has just been killing me lately, is uh, Brooklyn Pier. As well, mm. he's just Neville, Neville Parnham. That back to that, 1200. That I don't know, like that camp are just doing crazy things with their horses and they're doing it so well. And they've been feel like they've been informed for months now. And uh, if I'm not letting Brooklyn Pier go around without having something small on at a price, so that's a wrap up for yeah. the race nine, the Beasley Workwear handicap, uh, running 72 plus 1200. The Beasley, Beasley, the Beasley, the Kim, Beasley. Beastly. Anyway, um, let's take a break, guys, and when we'll just gather our thoughts. And when we come back, you'll have our best bets, our Maddies, and uh, what else the other one? Our Lays. Lays. For Placid Arc Stakes Day. Okay. It is now time for our best betting proposition, brought to you by Perth Racing on Placid Arc Stakes Day. Cripper, who coined the phrase, what's your best? Best betting proposition. My best of the day is Ascot Race 8, number 12, Augment. Doesn't have the same ring as the Betfair best, does it? 
the PR best, the Aldring, the Mug Punter best. Yeah. Uh, mine's also race eight, number three, Oscar's Fortune. Go get him, Terry. Uh, I, my best bet is Generosity Place in the, uh, what was it, 215, 220, I think, in the Champion Phillies Stakes. Um, you guys uh, didn't sort of got me second-guessing myself with Saloon Bar, but I'm really keen Saloon Bar in the get-out stakes as well. But my best bet, been keener all week, generosity place in the champion fillies. Maddie Cripper. I'm going to double up here because if I'm going to get the big O beat, I need a multiple pronged attack. So Maddie, race eight, number two, ripcord, just praying for a CJP peach. I nearly took the $15 all in when I thought it was going to be 8-9 horse field. Like, yeah, it's um, with normal luck. It's going so good. That's, yeah, it's well above the price it should be. Uh, race six, uh, it's not 20 bucks at the moment, but we're hoping DTA gets out to there. Uh, so race six, DTA, a couple of others at big prices. Race five, if Guarding Heaven can lead and is playing leaderish, it'll go around 50 to one. Um, and in the last, his goal was just too good in its trial to not forgive off one run if it goes around at 100 to one too. So... Maybe one of those three. I'm fudging, but I expect to get a little bit wobbly late in betting uh, for my Maddie. Race three, number 10, Manhattan Strip. Do you think it could get out that far, Terry? Well, Crip mentioned the data before, yeah. but uh, just in a race with that many potential Chances. money horses and yeah. Younger Lass doesn't look like it's going to get much beyond 220. So, yeah, maybe. All right, Lays, Crip. Uh, look, go I think on. we all know where I'm going here, yeah. but. Uh, very strongly against race four, number one, our Safina. Just do not understand that price whatsoever, even though she's starting to get the wobbles now, but should keep going. 315 to back on Betfair now. Ooh. So she's two bucks, very first price, and now 315. Um, yeah, I'm with him. Our Safina. Uh, I'm going to go uh, my lay. I think this horse is too short. Um, not butchy. No, not Butchie. Oh, yeah. In the Jungle Miss Classic, Duchess of Gossip is my lay of the day. Oof. Yeah. You and Brad McManus on the singing from the same hymn shape. Is that right? Oh, he obviously doesn't think it's a $3 chance. Oh, so. of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, of wasn't course. A, that wasn't a pot, just, <laughs> just an observation. Of course. Uh, well, that brings episode 169 of The One One. Our first in five and a half months, Terry and Cripper. Went for about uh, five and a half months. Yeah, too. did too. <laughs> so, but big thanks, of course, Cripper. Always welcome here at the 1-1. Thanks for uh, um, joining in and helping get, getting us back up and running again. James Oldring for, uh, and uh, hopefully his futures can land. There's a bit of bit mm -hmm. of meat on the bone He's there. fortune on, I reckon. I yeah. can just tell. It was shaking. It's good to be back. Yeah. It's what good to be back. Miller say? If you're not, uh, what's he saying? If you don't feel something, you haven't bet enough. Yeah. 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 Well- Terry, over to you. Take oh. us out. Has you, have you been preparing for this moment? I didn't even remember that I had to do that. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to Pete on next week. So he'll agree with me with Oscars. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, pretty disappointed with the lack of support from you too, to be honest with you. Like, um, yeah, I just thought everyone would stop caring about their own bets and just cheer for mine. So, <laughs> quick question. If you didn't have a futures interest in the race, would you be taking the $2.15 now? Uh, well, I'm not a big, as you know, a big $2.15 punter, but I reckon I would have marked it sub-even money. I'm yep. pretty confident I would have marked. I did because I put my rated prices on Betfair and I put down a dollar eighty. I yep. feel that's what I would have gone close to, but yeah, I was in a position where I didn't need to so much. So, uh, but yeah, I'm hoping money comes hard. So when I do lay off the chunk, I'm going to lay off. It's taking away less of my profits. So yep. makes sense. Cross in that sense, but uh, Cripper, a pleasure as always, mate. No, thank um, you. And uh, 
if you guys can't find anyone with yes, talent to come on, I'll uh, no. more than happy to jump on again. In we the will. Winterbottom or Kingston or Gold Rush, we'll get you back on for one of the three. So we've got Pistol Pete uh, on next week's Railway Edition. BJ, it's been a pleasure to be back alongside you. Uh, missed, any, I missed you, mate. Yeah, you. no, me too. I missed myself too. So uh, <laughs> to anybody who's going to be out of the races, come and say hello. We'll be here for all, I presume BJ will as well. I won't be here for the winter bottom, actually. got a wedding. Uh, but I'll be here for the other four days of the Pinnacles. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Go Oscars. And until next week on The 1-1. <laughs>